All right, welcome to the Listen More podcast. Before we get into the episode, if you are finding any value from these podcasts, if you please share it on your local streaming service, Spotify. We'll have the video up on YouTube as well. It'll help grow the small little podcast that it is. Maybe 40 people can see it instead of the 30 that currently do. So today we are here with Curtis. He's the other half of Canada Property Tours. And we're going to get a little bit more insight on how he's got into the industry, but also what kind of mindset you have to have and how he's been able to get into photography and what it looks like long-term for him. Curtis, thank you so much for coming out. Perfect, Mike. Thank, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I've been, uh, I've been looking forward to this for a couple of days now. Should be good, man. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, ni- it's nice to have you guys out. I mean, we work with you guys quite a bit. Obviously, you yep. guys are our media team, yeah, right? And it's it's nice to chat and see where your mindset is and you know what approach you guys would take opposed yeah, to us absolutely like as the agent we're yeah. the i guess the brains behind whatever we think we want yeah. to do but it, it doesn't always make sense because we're not <laughs> Good part part of the the industry we don't know how a lot of the tech yeah. works either we just yeah. have these dumb ideas that you know, maybe you guys will put us in our place or maybe they are good ideas. Yeah, but for sure. It's good to get you guys and, and your feedback as well. Yeah. It really, really does count. Yeah. So we're going to get into it with you then. So let everybody who's listening, you know, there's 10, 15, 20 of them <laughs> out there. So let them know just a little bit about your background, what you do. Yeah. If they haven't listened to the previous episode, this will give them a taste of, uh, you know, what Canada Property Tours is as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name's uh, Curtis Oliveira. I work for Canada Property Tours. Uh, I joined it in 2021, I believe, or mid-2020. It's a bit of a weird time frame. I don't remember much of that time, like a lot of us. For us all, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Cody and I have been at it for, we just say, two years. And, uh, yeah, it's been going really well. He kind of just picked me up as a random photographer who knew how to work a camera, and he kind of showed me the ropes of everything. He took in a total noob who had never opened up Photoshop before and just went, hey, I'll teach you. So we spent a few months doing that and he would just send me files and he would be like, hey, just edit these and send it back to me in like 30 minutes. And then he'd be like, okay, so just start from scratch and we're going to do this instead. It was a lot of screen sharing and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, before then, uh, I went to Wilfrid Laurier in Waterloo. I studied uh, geography actually. You can see where I kind of ended up with that one. Yeah, does but, that help uh, you drive around the city? Get it sure does, from your, uh, Knowing where north showings. and south are now on the highway <laughs> helps me out a lot. But uh, I, I did a minor in geography in university yeah. as well. Yeah. I didn't spend enough time focusing on the actual school when I was there. I got yeah. the degree and I don't use it. Is your degree in photography or anything like this? No, it's uh, geography and geomatics, so it's all map making. Gotcha. And uh, I know some people, some of my friends who I went to school with, they pursued it and they have great jobs. One of my friends works with like the Toronto Police Department and one of my friends is becoming a city planner. So like they're on the right tracks and stuff like that. But just I just kind of looked at it and it just wasn't the right avenue for me. I needed to save up some money if I wanted to pursue school afterwards and then just uh, just started working. And uh, yeah, it was just just wasn't for me to go back to school. And then uh I worked a nine-to-five, got really sick of that, but we'll get into that a little bit later. And then, uh, yeah, just yeah, just with Cody, and now we do media for all real estate. We're trying to get into branding. Definitely, even Mike, your setup here is like unbelievable. It's something that we want to have for podcast setups, too. And, uh, yeah, just kind of go into there. So, I'm going to talk about schooling. I'm going to switch it up on you. Okay, so, fair enough. 
I'm, I'm constantly thinking about like, what does schooling look like in the next 10, 15, 20 years, right? Yep. So you've went to university, yep. you don't use your degree. Yep. I've went to university, I don't use my degree either. So what, what's your opinion on schooling? Did it give you any value or do you think it was worthwhile to go through and get your degree? Or do you think maybe you could have just started pursuing photography or figuring out what you were interested in without the schooling? Yeah, that's a good question too. And I've I've watched some videos on that too, and I've definitely had some thoughts about it too. If I was if I even knew what a camera was in high school and I loved it as much as I do now, it definitely could have been something that right after grade twelve I could have just started a company. And I would have had no issues with that. You can go to school for photography. I feel like if you're getting into like the filmmaking part of it and you want to work behind a movie sets or anything like that, it can be helpful and show that you have pedigree for it. But if you like with Cody and you want to start a real estate photography company. Yeah. If you know how to take photos and you know how to edit them and you know how to deliver to your clients, that's what they care about. It's how you how you're perceived, how they how you treat them. You set a standard and expectation with them. School doesn't really help you with that. I feel like I did gain value from school like I don't know, I still feel like I learned a lot. Maybe if you went for photography, it would have been valuable, obviously, if you're yeah. in the industry. But yeah, it's it's tough. I know for myself, I'm like, I constantly look back and I'm like, was that worth it? And yeah, my I, answer is no a lot of the time. Yeah, I've had those thoughts too recently. But it's not like no and then do nothing. Yes, correct. Like yeah, you, yeah, you, If you don't do the school, you have to supplement it with something. You yeah. got to decide, hey, I'm going to take a bunch of courses online, wherever it may be local yep. courses in your city to figure out what you are actually interested in. And Correct. you might be able to spend 10 grand, which is significantly less than your four-year degree, take a ton of courses, whether it's online, you might get 10 courses for yep. a thousand bucks a piece and really build yourself up and know what you want to do opposed to four years and a piece of paper that honestly, yeah. it's not on my <laughs> wall, right? Some people have it on their wall. Some yep. people are proud of it. And for me, I'm just like, it's kind of, it's just something you have? It's something I got. Like, it yeah. was, a, I mean, I met nice people. I've yep. got friends that I'll have for life, but yeah, I could have met people doing other things. 100%. Right? So, schooling is yeah, very interesting in that aspect. So, how did you get into photography then? What was your job that pushed you out of it? Yeah, this is a, it's, a, it's an interesting story. I'm, a, I love, I actually really, really love telling the story because um, it was just kind of like a whole thing that happened. So, like, I didn't even, I didn't even pick up a camera until the year 2020. Like I wasn't like still very new into this industry. Like it's hasn't even, it's, I'm coming up on three years of owning a camera. Um, but before all this stuff, I was working at a, a technology company. So we were like a, a, a reseller of uh, cloud computing, like Microsoft Azure, AWS and Cisco products. Okay. So just programs pretty much. Yeah. Like selling all that stuff. Um, and it was a customer success role, which if you ask me today, I still cannot tell you what that role does. <laughs> which is a problem. A lot of companies, they just throw a label on something. Correct. And then you're like, okay, I guess that's what my job is. Correct. So what I was told in the interview, what I was told this job would be, I did not feel it was that. It, I feel like it was, it just turned into customer service where it's your typical, someone's going to call you and yell at you and you're saying sorry. That's what it turned into. It wasn't success planning as what I thought they gave you an, they gave you a title but correct 
not quite what as glamorous as you're you hoping for, Correct. I guess, right? So, yeah, it all just kind of, it all just kind of got to a boiling point with me. So once, like, the great year of 2020 happened and we all started working from home, it was just like, I was working from home, and, like, I would sit there and I would sit there and I'd be like, man, this is just like, this is just not it. Like, I would, like, I would have, like, pieces of paper and, like, I really hope they're shredded by now, but I used to just write there, like, this job has no purpose. Like, I feel like I do nothing. Like, if I didn't show up to work online, whatever, it felt like I wasn't going to contribute. It felt like if I wasn't there, it wouldn't matter. Like, nothing They, they weren't, if you quit, they would say, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And like, replace you. Yeah. And then, like, I, but, like, I also felt like, like, I had some clients and, like, my book of clients, whatever, like, they were spending, like, 300000 a year, 150000 a year. So I was like, okay, these guys are spending like a really good chunk of money here, but like, I'm not providing value. Like my whole, that whole role was like managing the relationship between, if to say you, for example, you're an engineer at Mike, Mike.co. Whatever it is. And yeah. you need help with something that failed, like a firewall. So you would call our engineers and it was like, if you had an issue, that was my issue to fix. But you being an engineer... Do you want to talk to me who has no technical background or do you want to talk to someone who can resolve your issue? Right. You're like the gatekeeper and behind you, is there somebody who knows what they're talking about? Yeah. So like, yeah, so they're like, like, here, if you can help them, you can help them. But like, not even because I have no technical background. So like, so you're basically just answering the phone and then yeah, passing, like if there's, if there's an issue, I'm like, Hey guys, there's an issue. Okay. And then what? Just get sent And then out. what? It's like, okay, then I have to go on a call and say, hey, what happened here? Okay, we apologize. It's like, that's not value to a client. Like, that's really nothing. So it got to a point where I just like, I was on a one-on-one -on -one call with my boss. And uh, I just kind of laid it out flat. It was like, from like a manager perspective, I totally get where she was coming from. But I was just so unhappy. I just like, I just let it all out. I said like, I just think this job is pointless. Like, I don't think any of us provide any value to clients she was pretty shocked uh to hear that we tried a recovery plan or whatever they call it and i just to kind of retain you yeah like i think it's something like legally they have to do and then like three months later i got let go so i think it's like hey we tried to fix him but we didn't kind of thing right they wanted to look good on their end I yeah exactly. i don't know if the end goal for that recovery plan is ever like to actually keep exactly you. they know exactly. you've already yeah. given your full opinion yeah like i like the writing was on the wall and i like, saw it coming this job sucks. So when, yeah and i was just can you I, make it better yeah i don't know but we're yeah. gonna tell you that you can exactly so but like, we don't look like the bad guy yeah so but like at the end of the day like i was just miserable like i was just in a bad mood all the time i was miserable i just wasn't happy with like life and then i got let go and i was kind of like you sit there in like shock for a while and you're like holy shit, like, this legit just happened. But I feel like it was like a push I needed. If you get to that boiling point where you actually can speak out and tell yeah. like your employer and your superior <laughs> that like, this job's shit. Yeah. Or like it's not meaningful or whatever the case may be, like they're going to step back. Yes. Because there's so many people out there, not to throw shame on you, but like if somebody works a job like that mm -hmm. and they're content there for 20, 30 years doing the same thing over and over, the monotonous yeah. work. Like, that's for some people. Yeah, 100%. But then there's the other people who, like, if you, that's not for you and your mind wants to develop and do yeah. your own thing, it's it's clear that you needed to find yeah. some other calling, whatever that was. Yeah, and, like, right? in terms of, like, 
having my own thing like I don't even know that's something that I wanted like I didn't think that was ever going to be for me like I thought I was going to be happy in this role I thought it was like I thought it was gonna be a company like I could grow with or if I can't grow with that company like maybe it can lead to other job avenues and other companies and kind of grow that way but yeah I just kind of got to a boiling point and like during all of that like working from home I literally I'm quote-unquote working but like I'm, I have my second monitor and I'm watching a YouTube video and then all of a sudden I see like a POV photography video and I'm like, what's that? And so I clicked on it and it was just this guy with a GoPro on his chest in Australia and he would go around like Melbourne or Melbourne or whatever it's called and it would just take street photos. And it was a 35 minute video and I watched from start to finish and I was like, this guy's doing that with a camera? I'm like, get out. Like, no way. That's a camera. You can do some amazing things. Like, yeah. I don't have a physical. I have like an old Sony like snapshot or oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it probably just looks like grainy as hey, shit man, now if I took a picture. A <laughs> but like the phone. Oh, dude. I'm finding ridiculous. it's unbelievable. I'm thinking I'm a freaking genius with this <laughs> sometimes, right? I'm taking, you know, click the portrait style, yeah. take your picture and you're like, fuck. But the technology. Yeah. yeah I'm a freaking, I'm a photographer, <laughs> I'm a pro. right? But there's so much more to it. Like yes. I can snap a picture, click the filter, or click whatever it is yeah. on the phone. But that's not that's not it. Like to be a photographer, to do yeah the editing and the additional process. Yeah. Like I've seen you're doing your educational stuff, which obviously I love because that's what yeah. I do on the side, 100%. right? But to actually see how much goes into something, yeah, it's. I think people that aren't working in an industry, they mm -hmm. just don't get it. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like even if you don't work in real estate, you're like, oh, it's got to be an easy job. Yeah. Which sure, there are some easier transactions, but there's a a lot going on behind the scenes that you're not even. Oh yeah. 100%. You have no idea. Hundred percent. Like I, you I, see, like sign goes up. Yeah. It gets sold whenever it gets sold, <laughs> and then you're like, yay, the house is sold. I don't even like. I don't even know what happens. Like me working with Cody, like because it's his company, like he gets like final say on everything. So right. like, I deliver him photos, and then like we deliver the tour to you guys. But like after that, I, I don't know what you do. Right. You just, you, you download you guys them are, and you start promoting you guys your are, own media. Yeah, exactly. You guys are <laughs> providing us the media. Yeah. And then like some of us just upload it, like you send it to us. Yep. And then there's people like me that yep. just like have a three minute video and I butcher the shit out of it. <laughs> like I will chop your nice media into like five, 10 second clips, yep. string it all together because social media is, like nobody has an attention span. No, dude, we're all I, we're all like goldfish now. If I put a three minute video out there, <laughs> I'm gonna have like two people watch the full video. You're if I'm lucky. Your average watch time is six seconds, like <laughs> Right. So you have to like provide as much value as you can in the shortest amount of time. Yep. But then on our end, we've got the client who they wanna see like that we've done the media, Correct. that we're, you know, putting the quote unquote value into it. Yep. Which some of us are, some of us aren't. Like some people just snap some iPhone photos and we're not talking the ones like I'm taking like yeah, a professional, no. right? We're talking like <laughs> toilet seats up, you're in the freaking yep. mirror. Like there's some really bad attempts we'll oh, yeah. at providing service for your clients. Mm -hmm. So like you guys are the gateway essentially is yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah. Like it's the cost of doing business for us. Yes, it's an expense. Yes, mm -hmm. it comes out of pocket. We, we don't yeah. get that money back for months. Yeah, I know 100%. But if we're not providing that value to the client, like why are you in business? Yeah. And it also like, like it works with like your brand as well. Like we had a, I was talking to one real estate agent who Cody and I work with and he told me that his client, the like homeowner, 
was like, oh, I have cell phone pictures. Like, I don't, you don't need media. And he was like, I actually like can't work with you because like I have a brand to protect. Like I'm going to protect my name. Right. Like, like you don't want to have all your listings with professional photos and all of a sudden you get like one that really stands out in the wrong reasons. And it's like, oh, like he does use like cell phone pictures. That's not great. I don't want that. Maybe I'm going to try another agent who's going to use professional stuff. Like even just that one house, I feel like can make an impact on your brand. It can, right? The moment we start to, and I'm starting to see it even more and more, like even if it's just a lease, yep. we don't really make much money on a lease. We're oh, kind of yeah, doing the sure. lease because we've got a client who we've maybe sold the house to and we still right. want to take care of them and do what we yep. need to do. And to do all of the media for a lease, it, it doesn't make sense. We can't do video yeah, walkthrough, no. drone pictures, but at least do the bare minimum, have the proper photos done. Correct. Yep. because it is like you're saying you're building up a catalog yes whether it's a sale whether it's a lease whatever it yep. might be and if a piece of that catalog looks like shit <laughs> one person might care yeah exactly. and that person might lead to a lot of business or lost business in yeah, that case right for sure so it's it's interesting because 10 years ago this none of this mattered no and i hear that all the time right like you throw a picture and i wasn't even in the industry 10 years yeah. ago like i've been in it is my eighth year now okay and even when i first started we took like we had a camera yeah and we took pictures we'll have like our shadow in a picture yeah. and i'm like cool like this looks okay <laughs> but then you learn quickly what an agent who does this part-time yeah. or is not like a professional 100 which would have been me yep. having my freaking shadow in a picture <laughs> versus providing the video getting in front of the camera talking about the property for your client yeah doing what's necessary just having like the one arm in the mirror. <laughs> right? Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it would look like, right? So we have to really be careful in our industry. Like, yeah. media is what it is. It's an essential thing. 100%. And it's not just real estate. It's everything. Yeah. Like, if you have any type of business, you should be putting money into your media. And I think that's, like, the first place you should put your money into. Yeah. Aside from, like, educating yourself and knowing your product... If you own a, like, I've had my buddy on here for our, who owns a coffee business. If you don't know your product, you're screwed regardless. But once you know your product, you have to have media. You have to learn how to make reels. You have yeah. to get more audience through your social media. Yeah. Because you're not going to go and pay for Google ads and things no, like that. You can, build, sure. you can build a big audience organically if you have engaging content. Correct. Which right? is something like, that I'm trying to learn. You've started to put of. out more engaging content. And it's not necessarily okay, what will everybody like? Correct. No, it's what will the people who are interested in yeah. my little niche, whether yeah. it's photography, real estate, what will they engage yeah. with most? And if 100%. it is learning how to use the camera, learning how to use the programs, yeah. like when you do that stuff, I'm like, shit, impressive. Do I care about it? No. No. <laughs> because I'm not in photography. Yeah. You're talking about programs that I've never heard of. Correct. But the people who are your circle, yeah. They're going to appreciate it. You're going to get tons of views and like they will share it with somebody else who's in that same circle. And yeah. that's like, that's how you grow. Which is crazy. Like that's what I've like really started to realize is like, I don't know, like I, I tend to do it, but I also don't think like everyone does it, but like people want to learn. Like there's, I feel like there's never a lack of desire to learn. So when I'm putting content out, like literally within the last like two weeks about how to use Lightroom, which is our photo editing app or software, uh, like people want to learn that stuff. And even just like my engagement went from like 
500 views till I posted one reel about a, the tone curve, which is like my favorite tool in that software. And it got like 14 and a half thousand views and it got like 120 shares. Why like, do you think it got that much interaction? I think it got it just because it's a tool that people don't use or it's just like, I think it's something like a tool that people are like, don't know how to use because it's literally just a graph with a line. So some people might just be like, what is this? But like, okay, so it's you, different. It's unique. Yeah. Like I, I guess but like it's a tool that can like completely change your photo. Like it does so much with like such little movements, but as like people being scared to use it, people don't know how to use it, but then you break it down like piece by piece. And even like for me, when, when I look at something and it's like new and I'm like, what is that? But if someone breaks it down for me, like piece by piece, I'm like, oh, okay, like it's not that bad. And then, yeah, I just like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why it did so well. Yeah. And that's the thing with social media. It's tough because you don't know, like, where yeah. are these people? First off, yeah, are they local? Do they know 100%. you? If they know you, then you can at least derive, oh, they're interested to learn what really interests me and what I use. Correct. If they're not local, then it's just a crapshoot. Yeah. So photography, you can be across the world, mm -hmm. watch a video, and understand it if you're into photography. Yes. Correct. Whereas if it's just something personal, you're not going to attract somebody across the world. They yeah. don't care about you. Yeah. They don't care about your story. So if you're like in this case, you're yeah. providing that extra value that clearly yeah. enough people. If you're getting the shares, I think that's the that's the big thing. That's true. Because you can have the like fake likes and the fake views, but the shares that shows that like people are pushing your content to right. other people because they found value. That's true. Okay. Right? Like if yeah, I can post a video good. that gets a hundred thousand views, if it got one share, yeah. It's a pretty quick trigger, at least in my head, mm. to be like, this is probably interesting illegitimate in terms of like the views where did they yeah. come where did they come from right is it overseas and somebody's just trying to maybe get me to pay for more yeah more views right interesting and you're starting to use social media more yes i gave your partner shit because you guys don't use Correct. it all that much right Correct. and <laughs> i'm just i'm like in the beginning stages i'll say myself like i really started doing this about a year ago at least constantly making yeah. stuff i would do like your odd video here or there yeah. but it would always be work and i quickly learned like people don't care about real estate yeah that's what like you see a nice house you see a mediocre house like it doesn't really matter yeah but when you talk about your family mm -hmm. when you talk about your life and real estate is just part of the big package the engagement is different yeah because pe people want to know that like you're still a person like I don't know. I feel like that's a huge thing too. Like you're showing like the human side of things. Like, like social media can be like so curated to someone's perfect prince and princess life. Where if like, you click, you show if you click my Carpino real estate and it's like just listed, just sold, yeah. coming soon, <laughs> sold over asking. Like, do yeah. you care? No, because you're. Like, but you and you want to show your personality, right? Like who you are. But there's no personality in that, and that's where I'm finding like there's a lot of people stuck there. Yes. So I had a new agent reach out to me recently, like. I went to high school with her and stuff and I recommended that she join iPro because they offer lots of stuff for beginners and then her expenses are a little bit less to start out. Okay. And it was the conversation right away was like, Hey, I, I created a business Instagram. Like, what do you think? And I said, I think you should delete it. <laughs> really? And she, and she said to me, why? I said, cause people don't care. <laughs> and like, she was taken aback and, but I was serious because I said, what are you going to post on here? Yeah. She says, real estate. 
I said, then don't do it. I said, post it on your personal, right? Because then people get the whole picture. Right. If you're going to do it, then you're just wasting your time. Literally, yeah. you're just wasting your time. That's true. Okay. Right? Well, that's good insight. You're pretty knowledgeable about this stuff. So it's good right? to talk like, to you. If you can build this whole, I guess, picture for people, mm -hmm. if they're like, wow, Mike's at the park with his kids. Mike is spending time with his family. Now, you don't have to put everything out there. Correct. But you can share bits and pieces of everything. Yeah. And you're way more likely, at least from a business point of view, to have somebody say, wow, like Mike is very relatable to me. Right. If I'm going to sell my house, I'd rather use Mike than the just as they just sold, right. coming soon, whatever, guy or mm -hmm. girl, right? So yeah. it's okay. advantageous from a business point of view, I think. But also, like, I put a post out the other day and it was, I can't believe what posting this much has actually given me right it's given me this full catalog of stuff that is going to be there as long as i want it to be like what videos of family videos, oh, okay. of, oh, okay. videos sorry, of friends sorry. okay videos of work i can literally go back a year ago watch right a reel that i made and be okay. like wow i've i'm way better now yeah. way more confident in front of a <laughs> microphone or a camera than i ever was right. but at the same time i can go back and get a memory from instagram Two years ago, and be like, "Holy crap!" Like Jack's growing up so fast. Right. Okay. Right. So the more you put out there, yes, other people can see it. You can block all this stuff to private yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. That's true. But it it just gives you, I guess, more to look back at. Right. Because life moves too fucking fast. It does, man. It moves really quick. Like, like th things happen fast, and it's like sometimes you just blink, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Twenty twenty was yesterday, and now we're in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Right, I definitely so, had that thought a lot. <laughs> so things are moving fast, but honestly, like from a content point of view, like you're on the right track, man. Like yeah. You're mixing up your walk in the forest with your yeah. photography. Like you're building a portfolio of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just trying to like, again, it's just like, I think I'm just trying to show people that like, I do have like a personality outside of like being behind a camera and talking to a camera. Like just like, yeah, I am a person. I like going outside. I like spending time in nature. I like doing this. I like doing that. And I don't know. I feel like it just builds a, someone can just like relate to it or be like, oh, hey, I do that too. Or, hey, why not try that? Or maybe just teach someone something new. I don't know. Just Yeah. For for me, I didn't, like I wanted to be a teacher growing up, which was yeah. like always, like I want to be a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher. Right. Like I was just on the straight line to there. And along the way, I obviously didn't end up being a teacher. But I'm finding now through making all this content and stuff, I'm kind of getting that itch scratched. Right. Where I'm like, hey, this content is out there to teach somebody yes. something. Yeah. Is it getting a lot of watches? Some of it, yes, yeah, some of it, no, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It's still like creating yeah. something for somebody to yeah. watch, educating yeah. them. And like that scratches an itch for a lot of people, I think. 100%. It like, does. It actually, you feel actually, like you're valuable. And that's that kind of relates back to the, my other job that right. I was doing. I, Where I you didn't felt feel like, like nothing. I didn't feel like I was providing value. I actually had a client tell me over the phone, my first client I ever spoke to, like after like six weeks of training, whatever it was, he was like, honestly, Curtis, like, sorry, I'm interrupting you. Your presentation is great. You seem like more of a roadblock than a solution. And I'm six weeks into this role and I was like, holy crap. And then I turned around and I like told my team what happened. And I had a team member look at me and go, wow, your client's kind of right. And I was like, what do you mean? Like you've been I was like, you've been here for like a couple of years. Like, what do you mean we're like a roadblock? And then, yeah, like even just like now, huh, there goes my camera. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, like now I feel like, I don't know, I feel like after like being like comfortable with cameras and doing and just like learning and learning about it, now I feel like I'm at a point where I can start telling people like and start showing them like different tricks or different things to do and it it does feel like you are providing value to someone. Like if one person finds value in it, I feel like it's worth it. I yeah, you know what? Like you can have a thousand views, you can have three views. If yeah. there's three people that are getting value, yeah. Like you might only get those three people out of a thousand anyway. hundred percent, yeah. Right. 100%. So you're gonna get that sense of accomplishment. You're gonna mm -hmm. get that sense of like, wow, like yeah. you know, I feel pretty good. Yeah, like 100%. I taught somebody something. Yeah. It might have been the easiest thing ever. But you got to remember, everybody's at a different phase. Yeah, I, I, literally, I think I have that written down in one of my notebooks. Is that I literally wrote that down. It's like not like so many people are at different stages in life or have different responsibilities that like they didn't have time to research that or they didn't want to do that or it's just like hey, I like someone could just not know something. Well, why do you think some of these platforms do so well? Why do you think all of a sudden you can literally learn anything on YouTube? It's because people want. To learn yep like that is out there because people are watching it yep they want to learn about it you're obviously with Canada property tours yep. where do you see yourself long term in the photography space do you see it real estate only like what's your dream situation is it staying in photo or is it going to video yeah or, or, what would it be honestly it's uh it's something that I literally I, think, I try to think about like weekly and I feel like it changes like day to day however I like, wake up and what I'm feeling but like, if Cody and I can keep this thing rolling, like, I'd love to keep doing this. And if it's my main source of income, like, sure, that's fine. But then I also, like, personally, like, I'd love to do, like, destination or, like, travel photography and, like, working with brands that, for me specifically, like, I love being outside and I've, like, a geography major kid. I grew up camping my whole life. My, like, very thankful my parents own a cottage, so I've spent a lot of my time outdoors. And if I could work with like an adventure company or like a destination brand or a company that builds whatever like wooden A-frame getaways, something like something be, something that's a little yeah, bit like different. Yeah, I think it'd be like I don't know. I think it'd just be a lot of fun. Like I recently started following this girl on Instagram, like maybe a few months ago. Uh, her name's Renee. I can't remember her Instagram handle, but she is a she does this on the side, but she gets paid to travel. Like she hasn't paid for travel in years. And she makes content about it. And I'm like, that's incredible. I don't know how you get into that. Do you have to start off as a like, hey, I'm going to do this for free? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's a lot of it. And then you do that a bunch of times. You yeah. put your, you know, your sweat equity into it. And then finally you get like a contract yeah. or a deal with somebody. Else. Yeah. Like you can like, like, uh, I feel like even if you just like went away somewhere for like, a day trip or something and you made a video or you took some photos you could just go to like a front desk or something or find an email and just be like hey like i took this like feel free to share it yeah that's it a good way to website, get your name out there yeah do whatever just you like, want to do like, right? hey, like, just have it like i did that with some cafes in georgetown where i live i just went in there one day and there was there was two uh, uh baristas working and i just asked them like there was no manager there but i just went hey can i just take some photos for you guys like i'll send them to your manager and they were both okay with it so i did that it didn't lead to any business but I also have those photos now to show to people. It's like I have them printed out. Like and that's I can, your property. Yeah. Like right? I took it. So like can now I can walk into different cafes or different business owners and be like, hey, like these are prints that I took. Like let me know what you think. If yeah. you wanted to work on something in the future, like here, here's a card. And if, I've done if that. this is your style, yeah. then hey, like this is what I can do yeah, for you. Like, right? like, a... Hey, if you just want 
content for like a day or like a week like let me let me know i can literally do everything and then you it leaves the avenue to like hey i can make like a TikTok or a reel and i can come in here and make like some stories for you guys or whatever kind of just opens a door like that and you if you do that enough it, i don't know you do go to like a hundred stores maybe two call you back but that's money right there so before you started with canada property tours yep. did you do any of that like door knocking freelancing did you go through that like rejection phase I still go through that rejection phase like I do it all the time like I feel like like a couple of times a month when I mean especially now who knows what the market now we're a little bit slower than what we thought but sure. but in those days where it's like hey I'm just gonna wake up I'm just gonna drive around town and give out cards I've done that like four or five times this year and no one's called me back but I don't care. I'm still going back. I'm still reaching out cards. Like it's not going to stop me from it. It's an everyday thing to grind. Yeah, you have to like you have to really look at the big picture. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like you're investing in your future by doing that. Um, circling back to that though, like it it was something that I was doing with headshots. Mm -hmm. So like I do headshots for people for like LinkedIn or anything like that that they want to use. So, like one of my really good friends, like he didn't have one and he was like hey like you can just try it on me so like obviously i just gave him like five for free because i was like i don't know what i'm doing yet right, you're just learning, learning. Was, like, like learning. what works right? yeah and then one of my friends from high school who came back to town she found out that i was doing this she's like hey like you can practice with me and her i gave like a lot of effort into because like she was like she was like i'm gonna pay you i don't care what you charge me like i have to give you some monetary value for this and i was for like sure. i was like okay like thank you i appreciate it so like i delivered hard and she was super happy with the photo so that like that felt so good delivering something. And she was like, she was like, these are the best photos I've ever had of myself. Like my whole family loves them. And I was like, you already shared with your family. Like I gave it to you like three minutes ago. Like she was just so happy. It made me feel good. It it's made like, me feel valuable. It just goes to show you, like I can take a nice picture on my phone, but when you have like a professional yeah. photo taken, like we did newborn photos and all yeah. this stuff, right? It's like, it's just some, it's on another level. It's different. Whether it's <laughs> the way it was taken, edited, whether it's a combination of all, like it can literally be what you say yeah. behind the camera before you click your, yeah, whatever you call it, shutter, whatever yeah, it's called, right? Because if you crack a joke to get that perfect smile on your yeah. subject, like that will make the picture. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right, and you can make anybody look amazing with a picture. Yeah, like hundred percent. It's the best. It's 100%. really there's nobody's gonna get a picture and they're gonna be like, I hate myself. Yeah, like if you're a professional photographer, you're, yeah, you're gonna, gonna you're gonna deliver something that they've never seen of themselves. hundred percent. Yeah. And it's a uh, portrait photography. That's another animal that I've tried. It's, I haven't done it enough to feel like totally comfortable with it. Like I want to do it with like more friends and family as a, to try it. But, like the times that I have tried it, I don't know. I just like, I don't know any poses. It's hard to like pose people when you don't know what you're doing. That's and, why I like working with walls. Yeah, it's, o it's only me that gets mad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, how are you going to beat up yourself, right? You can yeah. only take it out on yourself so much. <laughs> and it, like any industry you're in, if you want to be like, I'll do photos of anything, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're just going to be okay. But if you pick things that you're really into and that Correct. actually give you some kind of passion yep. when you're doing it, like yep. if you like architecture, if you like real estate, yep. it's, you're going to see it in the photo. Yeah. If you like taking pictures of newborns because you have kids yourself yeah. and you can really relate to it, like it will come through in the picture. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you don't, it will also come through in the picture. It'll feel cold. It won't feel edited or taken yeah. from the right angle, right? So there's just so much. There's so much more than just taking a picture. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a lot, and it's always funny when I have like some agents because like Cody and I we use flash photography, so we 
have to set up flashes in different rooms and there's always those agents who'd be like why do you have a flash like you're in the kitchen but why do you have a flash in the dining room and i'm like oh like i can see like a sliver of it but it looks really dark yeah. and i need it to be bright and they're like it takes them like a few seconds and then they're like they have like a eureka moment it's like oh i'm like yeah i was like so like it just looks too dark it looks like a black hole yeah. that's not actually there I, I still wonder it after like however long using you guys. I'm like, why the heck is there a flash two rooms over from where he is right now? Yeah. And then I ask myself, am I ruining the picture but by being near the flash? Right. Like I don't I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Right. I know that the pictures look great at the end of it, but like once again, I use a phone. Yeah. I don't have a camera. I don't know what else is going yeah. on. Right. I can film a YouTube video with my phone. Yeah. I don't need all this other stuff. No. But it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally different. It's a uh... I don't know, it's just been wild. It's a lot more, like, photography in general, like, it's so, I could have never imagined how much effort and time and knowledge, like, all of these, like, any professional photographer has, like, it's so much busier than what I thought, like, ever. Like, you have to be on top of yourself so much, just in terms of, like, even just, like, I feel like knowing how to work a camera is, like, 20% of being a photographer. Like, Sure, you know how to take it and edit, whatever, but, like, having, creating a brand for yourself, like, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, but I'm actually managing a business. I have to be, like, financially literate. Right. Oh, I have to do taxes. Oh, like, okay, I have to find an accountant if I can't do it myself, which I highly recommend. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've got one. Yeah, and it's, like, it's just so much more than what I thought. Like, it's just, uh, even when I talk to Cody sometimes, like, the other day, like, we don't go out together too often anymore, but when we're, we're sitting in the car and like I bring up a topic and he's like, oh yeah, like I've already thought of that. And then he spews off like four other things. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's brain is like nonstop. And that's kind of what I feel like my brain is kicking into is like always being nonstop. Where would you categorize yourself if there is even a category? Like novice photographer, like, I don't know, what other categories yeah, would like be? I, but like, are you still a beginner, do you think, being a couple of years? Or uh, do you find yourself more knowledgeable than a lot? I wouldn't say like, I'm more knowledgeable than a, a lot. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't call myself a professional, but, like, I get paid to do it. So. You're a professional photographer. Yeah. Right? Like That's I, what we say. we got professional photographers yeah, coming in, right? Yeah. Like, it's but nice to... You're always have. learning, I guess. Is but, yeah, like, there's always, there's always something new to learn. Like, I... Sometimes I shoot with Cody, and he's like, hey, like, you're actually going to, like, I think for this room, because it's so far back, like, we should take four photos and blend them all together. And I'm like, I, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, I, you're going to have to show me tonight on, like, a screen share or something. Like, right. I don't know. So I don't know. A, I feel there's like, different levels. So he yeah, can teach like you I, yeah. about what I'm getting at because I can't stop thinking about it, so I need to <laughs> spit it out of my <laughs> mic, is that you could teach people below you. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, if I, if I, if, if, if you, Cody and I got busy if you had enough, a course... Which is something that if I... If you created a little yes. program, a yes. beginner photography program, yes. this could be something that because obviously the interest is there from your social media, Correct. this could be a supplementary source of income for you. Yeah, I was actually... Uh, it's actually funny because over the past couple of days, I was actually thinking about that. Like, I, I'm at a point where, like, if someone has never picked up a camera, I feel like I'm at a point where I can completely teach them and, like, it might take, like, two or three months, but I could teach someone how to completely use a camera and like they would be fine like if they practice like it's like guitar like you practice like 10 minutes a day if you practice like photography for like 10 minutes a day over like two months you would understand it like what i'm saying yeah. it took me like oh my god i watched i watched youtube videos on photography for like 
a month and a half, like religiously. Like I, I filled out an entire notebook of notes. Like, and that, that was your job learning yeah, how to do like, it. I just, and that was before I bought my camera and I was, uh, yeah, I feel like courses, like what you said, like supplementing income, that's definitely something that I thought about like within the last week I was like, Oh, I could do that. I could definitely make a course. You could make a course and it can literally be like mm -hmm. 10 videos on how yeah. to get yourself started doing yeah. whatever. Or you could do, I mean, you can do a million things, yeah. right? But you could also have every Saturday in the park, yep. a, yeah, group, like a, group. a group of people, you do it for five weekends or whatever, yeah. and they learn how to take a picture of nature properly with yeah. their settings, right? Like people are very into learning how to photograph because they, they go on vacation, yep. especially if they've got families or mm -hmm. if they don't actually, they might be more into photography because yep. they have the time they can allocate to learning. You got kids. You're like just yeah, just like the iPhone, and just, somebody else take the picture of me. The kids are not going to be looking anyway, yeah. so it doesn't matter, right? But like we, I know somebody who took bird watching and photography. Like there's there's so many avenues yeah for additional income, but also like just educating. Like if you find yeah. value in educating people, mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways to do it. Oh too, yeah, hundred percent. Which yeah. is just nice yeah like you're not pigeon held, held into just like doing it yourself no. you can always do it yourself but yeah like if the value is actually if it makes you feel mm -hmm. good to do educate people yeah <clears throat> when you come to a point where you feel like yes i am good enough or yeah. yes people need to know how to use these basic tools mm. like if you're at a stage like that then i think it's totally worth yeah. looking into it yeah and like even like like bigger photographers, like people who like make YouTube videos or like have like a big audience, like uh, what photographers do <clears throat> is uh, sometimes like someone like you, you might not fully understand this term, but you can buy presets. Okay. So like, it's like you can put like a base edit on your photo in like one click. So like when Cody and I are editing houses, like we have what's called a preset. So we click it and it automatically edit, like it automatically puts like a, it fixes like like 25 settings at once with one click and you get like a look on your photo or like the snap of your fingers and then from there you can tweak it because gotcha. like if you had to do that for every single photo like there are some nights where i'm editing for like five hours that preset saves me probably 10 hours yeah because it fixes instead of a lot of the through, problems and then you've of, just got a few things yeah to do. instead of going through every photo and being like okay, highlights down to 100 on 50 photos. Like, even though it might take two seconds, when you do that 20 times per photo, yeah. and then you exit by, you're editing 200 photos a night, you're spending way too much time. So, like, people will sell, like, people will sell, like, hey, like, here's 10 looks that I that I like, and if you guys enjoy them, you can buy these 10 presets for 10 bucks or 15 bucks. And if 100 people buy them, well, there you go. <laughs> like, you start small, and then... It's it's yeah. very much like your social media. If people find value, they will share it with somebody yeah. else, and 100%. so on and so forth. And then once you build yourself to a certain point, then you can raise yeah. your prices, raise your value, but also raise the content yes. and what you're teaching. Make it more produced. Yeah. Whatever you need to do, like you can probably make a course sitting at my desk here. Oh yeah, and people would pay for it if the value was there from the 100%. education standpoint. One hundred percent. You know, if it doesn't look semi-professional, mm -hmm. maybe they hesitate. Yeah. But as long as it's reasonably priced and you're giving them the value, I yeah. mean, people are going to jump at that kind of stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Like being a being an educator is that even like being an educator, educating people on certain things like that, and like I feel like even just within the last like two weeks, like just getting a little bit more engagement 
on your content, it just feels like, oh, I should just, yeah, this is good. Like, I enjoy making the video. Clearly, people enjoy watching it, so it seems like a good fit. So there'll be a point where you're going to all of a sudden see your views, like, chop in half. Oh, or, yeah. Or something will happen, right? And if you push through that wall and you realize, like, it's not really the number, even though the number feels so good. Yeah. And, like, I'll freaking refresh, 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 <laughs> refresh. I'm like, yeah, look how many views. But, like, that doesn't really matter. No. Right? It it's, doesn't. It's just that one or two people that are getting the message or mm -hmm. asking you a question or sharing yeah. that post, right? And I think we we're getting caught like as a society we're getting so caught up with like the social media yeah 100 percent. and like the numbers and the analytics and yes they're good and for business they're great because i can say hey this many people viewed this properties mm -hmm. all the photos and videos that we made like yeah. this is value for my client but on the flip side if you are just using social media for fun you're going to find yourself in like this rabbit hole of oh i got 10 likes on this one like, yeah fuck me yeah. Right. Why did I post that? I'll delete it because now I'm embarrassed. Right. Yeah. So like if you can get over that hurdle for a lot of people like mm -hmm. you, maybe you don't care, but there's going to be some people out there that's like, that's where they just give up. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely been times where like I, exactly what you said, I, I've hundred percent got caught up in numbers and then I kind of have to just circle back and be like, wait, like, it doesn't matter. Like I just, the thing that matters is that you enjoy doing it and like, it doesn't matter. Like, I always think of it, I don't know, my whole mindset is, like, if one person finds value in it, that's good enough for me. Like, if yeah, I had, 100%. if I had one person standing in front of me, and I said that whole reel, like, a, I don't know, 40 second reel that, like, I educated someone on something, if I said that to one person in person, I'd be like, yeah, that's fantastic. That right. feels great. I know, but with social media, <laughs> we're, like, expecting a certain, like, I'll make a wicked reel, or, yeah. like, what I think is a wicked reel, <laughs> and then it'll be like, oh, shit everything else that i made just like yeah. looking at the camera recording a video did, so did, did way better right <laughs> but then it's not like and we talked about it earlier it's not just the view mm -hmm. because if i look at my most viewed video it might have the least amount of likes right right so then you have to really think about okay well, like what what's the important yeah if i'm looking at numbers what's the important number right is it the like is to share is it the view like mm. do you just care about views yeah cool then you'll be upset if you have bad views yeah but if your likes are high like some of my most like posts mm -hmm. are the least in, like least viewed really oh almost always and they're always like my kids they get all the likes <laughs> but then they have like 400 views on every reel like consistently okay. Interesting. And then I'll make like huh. a reel the other day where I was shooting the pool yeah. and it blew up into the, the thing. And I'm like, this is awesome. It's like, I don't know, 900,000 views. And I'm like, good. Of course it did, but it gets less likes. Interesting. Right? So it's like, what side right. of the coin is really interesting? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been doing it for that long. So like, it's just like a trial like, and error. They yeah. mix, they mix the algorithm and the, the way it works in the back end so much. Right. Like recently they've, so if you share a post from Facebook to Instagram mm -hmm. or vice versa, yep. it chops your view count. Oh. If you make your video in the app, you have a higher chance of getting pushed out. That's so interesting. If I make it on a just a video portion yeah. of my phone and then upload it to Instagram, you have a less likely chance. So like, there's so many like nuances that they change all the time. Interesting. Behind the scenes. I can't stand making a reel on Instagram. It, it bugs me. I feel like it's so slow. 
I just like I, I don't understand it. I feel like it's just so. So choppy. they're rewarding people for like taking the time. Yeah. More like some people are probably really fast. For me, I'm like yeah. I want to make it as a video because then it's there if I want to use it again. Right. Whereas if I make a reel and I forget to save it or something, and I've added music and all this other shit yeah. to it, then I'm like, oh god, it's gone. Like it's <laughs> there, yeah. but then it has the watermark if I download it. Oh, I didn't know. It was so there's real. Instagram watermark now. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> right. So if you want to share it to another platform, then you're like, oh, I got to redo the edit for YouTube Short or for TikTok. Oh my god. Right. Oh, so you awful. have to like think what's the what's the pro and what's the con, I guess. Yeah. Do you I care just... if the watermark's there? But now YouTube is saying, hey, if you upload a short with a watermark, we're gonna cut you off at the knees. So you just have to choose. You have to choose what's important. There's yeah, that just doesn't seem worth it. I like making it a Final Cut, and I export it, and then I upload it to Instagram you and YouTube at the same time. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's like there's there's so much you can think about it. At the end of the day, it's like I don't think anybody really knows. Yeah, dude, much, that's like, literally a step forward. Yeah, I know we like we talked about it the other day or like a lot the other week. Like I was like I was like man, like YouTube views are weird, and you were like, dude, YouTube makes no sense, and I was like. I posted something that got, again, like 14,000 views on Instagram, which I understand to some people might not be a lot. For me, that was a lot. Right. But I posted the same thing on YouTube. It got three views. Right. And I was like, how? Like, I, it doesn't make any I sense. I don't know. My phone's over there, but I posted yeah. like, I don't know, four YouTube shorts today. Yeah. They were all like random bits of a house tour. And one of them has two views. One has 2,000. One had like 500 <laughs> and YouTube is a little bit more, uh, I guess, predictable, we'll say, because okay. it's a search engine. True. So if I, if, I, if I put 35 no man's lane, mm -hmm. I'm going to have no views because nobody is searching 35 no man's lane. Right. If I put Brampton house tour, you're going to get way more views. If I put Brampton home for sale... I'm going to get way more views. If I okay. just put general, like, yeah. something very specific to it, mm -hmm. you're going to get destroyed view-wise. Okay. So you have to think about what people are searching. Because this will... Okay. YouTube, and yeah, Google are one, YouTube and Google are one and the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's all connected in that sense. And I, you can change your title. So yes, if you go in correct. and you've got a reel with two views on YouTube, mm -hmm. you can change it to, like, whatever you think the most common search right. term is for that topic. It has to relate to your video. You'll notice that all of a sudden your thing might get thrown back out to people, even if it's like months later. Right. And I've tested it before, like with actual full form yeah. YouTube videos. I'm like, okay, let's try this title. No, no. Okay. Let's try this next title for a few days. And then you'll see like all of a sudden you're getting views out of nowhere. So there's, there's more predictability. Mm -hmm. It's still not yeah. anywhere near like, this is the blueprint. Right. You will get views. It's not that easy. Yeah. But if you think about it from that, at least the perspective of, hey, if I have yeah. it based off of a search engine, at least in my head, you mm -hmm. might have a better chance at views. Right. But at the same time, those people might be searching in God knows where. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, that makes so, sense. So, like, if you're Who making, knows? like, local content and you're using Georgetown, Brampton, Hamilton, if you're using the city, yeah. that's good. Because you're going to get people who are searching right. something to do with that city. Okay. And you're in that city with whatever your right. video is. Right. Those are more likely to be your client. Interesting. Or somebody that you could come in contact with. Somebody mm -hmm. watching in Japan or China. Like, yeah. that doesn't matter to you. No. You're but right. If you had a course or something. Of course it is. Sure. But, like, for me, 
Nobody's calling me from Japan. Yeah, no. <laughs> They're not going to be like, hey, I want to buy a house in Brampton or Mississauga. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, they might. Right? But if you're in Japan listening, I don't know if this translates into Japan, Japanese, but, you know, it is what it is, right? So, yeah, 100%. Social media is interesting. Yeah, it's weird. You guys are at, like, the forefront of all of it with the photo and video. Yeah. Where do you see it going in the future? And by future... I could literally mean like one year from now or 10 years from now. I don't even know when probably, I say probably, future. Probably like one month from now. Who knows? Like stuff right? moves so pretty fast. Do you yeah, think so fast. You think we're going to see photo and video replaced with other things? Do you think like photo is going to die and video is going to be the be all and end all? Or like what's your view on it like long term? I don't know. I feel like... I feel like photos are always going to have a place. I don't know. I I feel like people love photos. Like even like... Even now, like, film photography had, like, a resurgence in the last, like, two years. Like, so many people are buying film all of a sudden. And it's, like, why? It's, like, people just reverted back to old ways of taking photos because it's nostalgia. People are also wearing baggy pants again. Exactly. Yes. So, like, things, things, yeah. So, (laughs) things are cyclical, and I guess it also applies to photography, which I never would have considered. Yeah, like, I would, like, I would never use a film camera for real estate. Don't get me wrong. But, like people still love film like there's youtubers who i follow who have been shooting with like sony digital cameras for seven years and then all of a sudden it's like oh i just bought a film camera and i'm going to use that for the next year and it's like okay but yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like photos are always gonna have a place i feel like in terms of like if it was like real estate photography like if people are still going to want to see photos i don't know i feel like that's always going to be constant in my head I, i could be wrong i have no idea but i feel like it's always going to be there videos Video I find interesting because I feel like it has to be done right. It has to be done right, and I feel like no one wants to sit through a three-minute video, even like what we said earlier. Like no one has the attention span anymore to sit through a three-minute video. So like I feel like video is gonna have to be like super quick. Like even just like now, I don't know. I know like right now it's like quick cuts, do this, do that, and show as much of the house as you can in one minute. But I don't know. Video. I just feel like like video, photo, video. They're gonna be there. I don't know. I have a hard time thinking about it because I really don't know. Because I know, like, you and Cody, last time you were on here, you guys were talking about, like, AI and photography and that kind of thing. And Cody was right in what he said, like, uh, like in terms of a house being photographed with AI, mm-hmm. it's not there yet. Like, they still put, like, sinks inside of walls or couches mixed with the countertop or something like that. But, again, that will fix itself soon. I think you've got a better shot at AI working, like, with people than you do with just, like, right. a room. Right, because you can say, okay, great, whatever that, however the AI works in the back yeah. end, like they know what people's face structures are like. Yeah. But like every house is different, the furniture is different, the pillow color, yeah. and this and that. Like there's, there's a lot more into just a picture of a family room than, mm-hmm. unfortunately, mine or your face. Yeah, like I've sure. I've got an app that I'll use, and it's like you <laughs> want to use the AI edit, so you're making eye contact with the camera. Yeah, I said, that app's crazy. What the fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> so you click a button, you wait 30 seconds, and all of a sudden, wow, I'm making eye contact yeah. the whole time. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. So there's some really cool like advancements that can maybe cut time or improve yeah. some of our crappy videos we make to make them decent. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I think you're right. A video of a house, like we're not. I don't even like you send me the tours. Yeah, I upload them. Like I don't watch the full video. No. I, and I, I'm, and I'm interested. That. Yeah. And it's your like it's your business. <laughs> right. So like I don't want to watch a three minute video, so I no. break it down into segments. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like 
will it help one person by seeing a full video tour so they can get a, yeah. a perspective of where the laundry room is, to the bathroom, mm -hmm. to the master closet, or whatever it is. So yeah. from a business point of view, it's like cost is worth yeah. maybe getting it sold. Right. But at the same time, like we can click through pictures really fast. I've learned. Like, do you see how fast we click through? I was hanging out with a friend. And it was, like, after, like, I don't know, I did this for, like, eight months or something. And we were, like, house hunting together. And he flipped through a house in 15 seconds. And I was, like, are you kidding? I was, like, I spent, like, six hours working on that house. Like, one house for that day. And I was, like, you just went through it in, like, 15 seconds. He's, like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just didn't like the house. I was, like, I put so much time into that. And honestly, like... We do it for a living. Like, we're just looking at pictures sometimes online, right? And, like, my wife will be like, did you see any of those pictures? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I did. I'm like, there's 40 of them. I'm like, done. <laughs> right? But you're, like, looking for something that stands out. Yeah, correct. Which is why you guys are important. It's true. If you have crappy photos, don't get me wrong. I will stop for the toilet seat up. I will stop for the man in the mirror. Not to say this house is awesome. No. <laughs> more to just be like, I can't believe this still yeah. happens. But if you have a nicely photographed house, we're way more likely to slow down our click. Correct. Maybe you'll get a second of picture, yep. which is, hey, that's a pretty long time pretty long in time. the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. right? But, like, you're taking a picture of a house. I think this, this yeah. lives on. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a way that that disappears. Yeah. Have you ever tried, like, a VR headset or anything like that? I did. I actually did it the first time. Uh, over Christmas, my cousin had one, and I tried it on. I got super motion sick; like I almost fell over. <laughs> I've never tried. I've never tried one, and I'm stupid enough where I'm probably gonna buy the PlayStation one just because I want <laughs> just to. Just you want to. <laughs> I want to see like what it is, what it feels like to have like a virtual reality. But they had it. It was like pre-COVID at this point, yeah. so like 2019, 2018, at our yearly real estate conference, VR walkthroughs of houses. Oh, which was cool. I don't know. Like, I'll go again this year and see if it's still around and like where it is. But oh. so I could have my headset. Yeah, I upload the file via USB to wherever I'm using it, and the client can walk through the apartment. Huh. I, I and, honestly, I've never heard of this. And they can be overseas. They can be wherever. Yeah. Right. So if you're and they were using it mostly for pre-construction, so the developer could huh. build out yeah the models because you're only building out maybe like ten floor plans. So you build them out in VR. People can walk through and be like, okay, yeah, like I know what this model's like. I'll buy it. Or right. they won't. Because right now you're buying off a piece of paper. Right. Yeah. Right. So that would give them the full range. So I'm, I don't know if that's even realistic for the future. And maybe that's tech that you guys. That's something I have to look into now. Get I'm into. I don't know if it's out there like fully right now, but it's cool. It's like you tried it. Yeah. They had like a demo for it. So like, was it like full on like walking through the house yeah it was like, like they this one was like an apartment but you're like walking through the apartment you can not like open like it was yeah yeah, yeah you're I get not that. opening cupboards or that. anything but you could go on the balcony check out what your view would look like but it's like it, it actually feels closet. like it's not like you're like jumping like you're just like legit just like walking you're just walking through just That's like you so would like if we're like hey let's go look at a condo like very similar feel huh like you're missing the like the nuance of what's the lobby getting a sense yeah. of like the building but just to figure out what the unit itself yeah. looks like and what potential finishes could look like huh. like that offers something very unique for at least 
pre-sale buyers. I think it'd oh, be yeah. even cool for resale. 100%. But then it's just a matter of, hey, like, how does that even work? Do the agents have to own a headset? Yeah. Does every listing have to, like, opt in to make this yeah, VR? How much does that cost? Like, so there's a lot more expense to it. That's like, what I'm wondering. I don't think it's, it's not, it would never be cheap. No. No, for sure. Especially, like, obviously, when it first... Like, and you'd have to make... It'd have to be... Everything would be, like, scale. it have to be a scale at the same yeah. time. So, it's like, eh, so like, it's cool because developers, they have to just make, like, 10 layouts. Yeah. So, it's easy. Like, every house in the world, it's a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Especially because we... And I talked about this with Cody. It's like, you guys take pictures. It mm -hmm. could be Thursday at 1 o'clock. We're like, we want to put this on the market the next morning at 7 a.m. And yeah. you guys are like... Okay. okay. Like, yeah, no, right. you guys never say never say boo about it. Like, nope. all right, we will slave we all will, night long and we'll get do the it. pictures done. Right? <laughs> we'll get it done. <laughs> like, our patience is so 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 ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm starting to like get into the at least the routine of like, I want the media early. Yeah. I want to advertise it before it's on. Yep. I want to like build up some like urgency and mm -hmm. some commotion of hey, like this is coming soon. I wish there was more like you. The hard, but the hard part is not. It is us sometimes, <laughs> but the hard part is I think the client because when their house is already ready to go on the market, yeah. And I'm like, we're just gonna build it up for five days with like media and stuff. Like they're they're like, why don't we just put yeah. it on the market? Yeah. Right. So it's it's like it's a hard sell. You have to under you have to let them know the plan essentially, right. like what's around it. Yeah. Like you don't have to have your house perfect. Yeah. But. At the same time, it's got to be perfect for pictures. It has to be perfect for like two hours. Yeah. And then that's other what than I, that. That's what I tell my clients. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> the pictures are being done. The video is being done. Like, this is your shot. Yeah. We're not calling them back no. and doing new pictures because that's another expense. Yeah. Like, they'll come back if it was on them. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to, they're going to build me again. Yeah. If you didn't like the way your pillow was placed <laughs> or the color of your pillow or something, right? Yeah. So you have one shot. Like, this is how your house is going to look. For everybody to see out there, yep. whoever clicks on the link can see your house for what it is. Yep. Right. So it's it's interesting. I don't know if the VR will be like something that's in the future. If it would just stay in pre-sale, I think yeah. it'd be really cool. It'd but be super the, cool. But at the same time, like yes, you had motion sickness. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go through that. Does that hinder their experience yeah. in looking at a unit at yeah, the same like, time? Because yeah, like, maybe they haven't touched anything. VR. Yeah, they go literally like. Exactly what you said. Like it was my first time using it, and I had it on. And my even my brother told me he was like, "Hey, like just like if you start feeling motion sickness, just like stop, like just stop." So I was like, "Okay." Then I it hit me, and I was like, "I'm gonna keep trying because I've never done it before." I was like a little excited. All of a sudden, like I took a step and I fell into the wall, like completely on my right, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm done." Like I I heard it. Like I've been researching because I'm like I want to try it because it seems cool and it's different. Like yeah. it's not not. Most people don't have like a VR in their house unless mm -hmm. they're like really like techie and into yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff, right? So I'm like, it'd be cool. But what I've learned is like you're building it up like a muscle. So like if you try it, True. you try for five or ten minutes. Yeah. But you don't push yourself. And right. then the next day, you try it again for five or ten minutes. Yeah. If you just go and you're like, I'm going to play VR for four hours, you're going to be puking <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. You're probably never going to touch it again, right? <laughs> but if you build it up for a couple weeks... Then your body understands like this is not reality. It seems like reality, but it understands like what's happening, and you have a way better chance at not having, I guess, a shitty experience or getting sick or yeah. falling into a wall or whatever it is. I should right? talk to you before I try new things. <laughs> yeah, I research some things, but not not everything. I'm I'm no expert, but we're gonna 
take a beeline. Yeah. 100%. And we're going to go to uh, talk a little bit about mindset because I know you're, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely into it and I've gotten yeah. more into it in the last 12 to 24 months, whether it's yes. due to having kids or just trying to like build my business a little bit yeah. more. And I've noticed you're on your social as well, like mm -hmm. promoting, hey, if you're stuck, like drop what you're doing, yeah. go for a walk, like free your mind a yeah. little bit so you can get back into yeah. whatever the groove is that you were doing yeah. at the time. So what's your mindset like day to day? Do you have a routine or are you kind of like fly by the seat of your pants yeah. and just like see how you feel as you progress or do you have some kind of structure to the way your days are? Yeah, I, routine is honestly something that I've been really trying to work on for a long time. Uh, even what you said like a little bit earlier, but like, hey, like, you guys, can you guys take photos at four o'clock? I want them by like 9 a.m. Like, Sometimes that leads to a, a long night and then you sleep for like, I don't know, you get like five hours of sleep. You wake up, you're like, hey, I have to drive. Like there's some days you go, you go, I go to bed at midnight, I wake up at six and I have to be out of the house by like 7.30 because I have a two hour drive ahead of me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, we'll figure it out. So like sometimes a routine and that aspect can be tough. But what I'm trying to work on is starting every day by doing like 20 or 30 minutes of yoga. I feel like that just really helps me out. It stretches out my back it stretches out everything it just feels good i really like yoga big fan of it um and in terms of a mindset yeah i just try to i try to stay focused as much as i can like i'm still new to like the whole business ownership thing like i don't work for my own company but i'm still self-employed and i just it's like cody is my one client and i invoice him the work i do that's kind of so how you, it works. you still have to go through the same process that I would yeah. with your your accounting, your taxes, your travel, whatever yeah. it might be. So your write offs, yeah. your work. Yeah, so like I'm not like that. I'm not employed by Canada Property Tours. Right. I just I do I'm like you a work, contractor. You contract, yeah. independent contractor. Yeah, right? exactly. But uh yeah, like in terms of like mindset stuff, like what do I have written down here? Like yeah, like catching yourself like being your own boss. Like there's sometimes where like you wake up and you're like you're in bed for a little bit and you're like, Oh, I have to do something. And you're like, I don't know, I still like in that mode, like I'm still trying to like catch myself and be better at that. Um, but yeah, in terms of, sorry, I kind of got way off track here, but like a routine. I try to wake up, like yeah, do yoga, eat breakfast, then just like pack my bag out the door. It's really, a, it's like that's my, that's pretty, my weekday routine. Is it pretty consistent like that? Like are you starting every day like that or is this just like a work day? Like my typical like Monday to Friday is like that, but... I try to, if I'm home, on like, like if I slept at like a friend's house on a weekend or something, I'm not going to wake up Saturday at 7 a.m. doing yoga in their living room. But right, like, yeah, yeah. If, no, I'm at, if I'm at home, like I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it. Maybe I'll wake up an hour later on the weekend, but I still try to do it. I still try to stretch out. Even if it's like five minutes, I'll do like three poses or something. And it just like feels better to stretch out. That's how I really want to start my days. And I know like you've been starting your days by like reading. And I feel like that's huge. Like... I mean, the, the hardest part is honestly like getting out of bed. Yeah, right. 100%, because we all want to sit in bed for yeah, you stay the extra warm. five minutes, the extra 10 minutes. But we all know like the extra five or 10 is like you're missing your snooze yep. and you're like an hour yep. or whatever it might be, yep. right? Like, thank God I've got a spouse who my alarm unfortunately wakes her up, but like she at least get gets me out of the bed. Yep. If it wasn't for that, I'm sure I'd be like at least another half mm -hmm. hour in the bed, just kind of yeah. farting around, doing nothing, right? Like yeah. laying on my phone or something. But yeah. the fact that I'm trying to start it with a routine, mm -hmm. it's not like I need to read a million books. Right. I think for me, it's like, okay, just activate that 
portion of my brain. Right. And most of the stuff I read is most of it's business. It's salesy. Yep. It's yep. it can be numbers books. It's not really like murder mystery or something no. like that, right? So it's activating different sections of my brain that are right. more business focused, we'll call yep. it, right? Um, and one of the things, like you're doing this yoga and stuff, I've actually been thinking about adding stretching into the whole routine mm -hmm. as well. But that just means like fine tuning yeah. the whole process, yeah, right? Because I like to just wake up, hit the coffee machine, read a book, <laughs> probably screw around on my phone a little bit. Yeah. And like that extra hour that I have while the kids are still asleep is mm -hmm. usually 35, 40 minutes of reading, yeah. whatever, make, make a coffee and kind of get my get myself moving right so yeah it's i think it's just starting your day 100 percent. like even uh the past couple of years uh when it's nicer weather i'm trying to i'm trying to push myself to not be such a fair weather person when it comes to this but me and my good friend we go for 7 a.m runs so we'll typically typically we do 5k yeah we just started off 5k we're done in like half an hour and then we just do like a one kilometer walk home and honestly that like during like the summer months when we did that, like from May to like October, we did it pretty consistently. It felt I like starting my day like that. Like when I don't know how much you do running or anything like that. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned <laughs> that. Like I've I've done running in the past. Like I've done a ten k and stuff. Yeah. Like I never trained for it. I just kind of like, no, showed up the day of. I'm like I can yeah, run ten k, <laughs> and then like I'm hurt for like months after because yeah. I didn't train yeah. right. But recently. Me and my wife were just saying, like, oh, I, th I think I might try running this summer. Yeah. And she's like, oh, me too. I'm like, cool. Like, obviously, we can't run at the same time. We got no. kids here, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, when do you want to run? Yeah. When do you want to run? Okay, let's figure yeah. it out. But I think I'll probably try to, when the weather gets nicer, like, I have no desire on having cold lungs yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But maybe mixing up my, my days, because I try to work out three to four times a week. Yeah. Not not running as part of that, mm. but even if I can run once or twice a week, yeah, oh, it's huge. And maybe wake up and run, not read those two days, but I think that'll activate my brain in a different, in a different way. Because right now I'm doing like I'm waking up and reading seven days a week. Like I'm not. That's awesome. Because I know if I, I don't that. if I don't do it Saturday Sunday, you're not going to come. I'm not going to do it Monday, and then God knows <laughs> what the rest of it. So if I don't, I know myself. Yeah. If it's not an everyday thing, it just won't happen. Yeah right uh, so like running i've never been a big fan of it yeah i don't know why it's just it's a it's it's pretty tough like it's like i, not just, I like, just not maybe just, like, was to not do. mentally it's... tough enough to kind of get through it and it's like an, push like, through the pain yeah like, there but, like, is there was a lot of pain like it hurts you're it's a full body workout like everything moves everything shakes it yeah. definitely hurts like i i blocked a shot in hockey two months ago and it it hit a part of my knee where there was no padding and i I'm still feeling it, so I'm a little bit nervous to start running. I'm gonna try like one kilometer even, just to see how it feels. So like, even like walking to my car, all of a sudden, like I, I turn a little bit, and I'm like, that still hurts, like the same spot. So I'm like, see what happens. But I love starting my day with runs. I I finish a run, and it feels like I can run through a brick wall. Like I love that feeling. Like runner's high is such a thing that I learned to like love. Like I never I never ran. Do you work out as well, like weightlift or not really? I do like three to four two to three times a week okay. i try to just fit it Did in you there. get the same feeling or no like, not not as high? running not as running running's different same. i love runners high it's so different and like i only started like i don't know i feel like 2020 led me to like a lot of things but like running is just something i just started doing because i was bored at home and then i just started running and i was like oh this is fun and then i was like oh like everything hurts and i was like 
why do why does everything hurt when I run? And I YouTube this and I'm Googling it and I'm like, oh, I'm running wrong. Like I don't know how to run. So there's like certain techniques to do for running and there's different techniques. I've, like, I've oh. seen a lot of this recently. I follow yeah. this Olympian, I, I don't know what it is distance wise that she runs, but I'm like, I'll see her videos every once in a while. I'm like, holy crap. When I'm like overstriding mm -hmm. or doing butt kicks, like yep. you don't actually do it the way you would, the way you're doing it, yes. really. You're doing it the wrong way. Yep. So then you're activating the wrong muscles. You're yep. more prone to getting shin splints. Yep. It's like everything else. There's more to it than you think. 100%. The problem is most people are probably like me. They'll say, I'm going to start running. They'll go out and they'll run for as long as they can. Yeah. Because nobody wants to stop running before they're tired right. or before they can't do it. Like they won't progressively build it up like they should. Just like my routine for reading any books yeah. was read 10 pages a day. Right. I always read 20 to 30 pages. <laughs> but if I said read 20 to 30 pages a day, I would never read. No. That's so true. You have to like Too build much. up your yourself in a way yeah. where you know... Your, your mind works. And right. if you could read 50 pages, then you say 20 or 30. Yeah. Right? So you just kind of scale it to what you can do. But, yeah, like I found mindset is, it's become something that's a lot more important for me than it, yeah. than it ever was. Like, yeah. maybe only the last couple of years. Before that, yeah. mindset was never something that I... Dude, 100%, 100%. I don't know what my trigger was. I don't think it was having kids. It might have been. Yeah. But I think it's it has to do with running a business mm -hmm. because excuse me as I hit the mic here, but running a business makes you think about things a lot more in depth. 100%. And like yeah. you're, you're the same as me. You're lying in bed and you're like, okay, did I do this? Did I do this for this client? Is everything the way it should be? Yep. You, get like, you get like productivity anxiety all of a sudden. Right. I feel like that's a, something that's hit me too that I didn't know was a thing. I'm, I still don't have it. Like I have a calendar. If I go on my Google calendar, yep. it's all set up. Like my day's broken down all color coded yeah. i don't follow it as i should but i'm like you but you have tasks laid out i have tasks laid yeah. out but i'm constantly working like i have myself blocked from 7 to 8 p.m at night to finish whatever else i have to do right but then at 8 p.m i'll go to the couch to watch tv with my wife laptop on my lap and i'm still plugging yeah. away at stuff 100 but for me i'm like oh this isn't work because i can do it and still watch a tv show but i'm okay. still working yeah Right, so I'm not there yet. I don't. Doesn't sound like you are, but I think that's the struggle of the give and take when you mm -hmm. work for yourself. It's like you need to learn that if you don't work past eight p.m., mm -hmm. it's okay. Yeah, like nobody's yeah. gonna nobody's gonna care if you tell people your turnaround time is forty eight hours. They would just book you earlier. Yeah, for sure. But the problem is we don't want to say no to people. You just have to do it that one time, I think, and then they'll understand, okay, great. If I need photos for, if I need to activate this on Friday, I need photos on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You guys can be done the first 24 hours yep. or you can take your time yep. and not stay up till midnight. But I think it's like... But that, that's it, never, I don't know, Cody and I are never going to do that. <laughs> like the, we've, we've had agents, tough, we've, right? we have, we've had agents who'd be like, hey, like the shoot's Friday, but like we're listing the house on like Tuesday, man. You can deliver me the photos Monday. We're like, you're getting them tomorrow at 9 a.m. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're just going to get it like that. That's how we run. Yeah. We don't want to deviate that one time. I don't know. We just want to keep it consistent for yeah, everyone. Yeah, you'd have to build, like, a whole new... Yeah, it would just be like, we just don't want to do that. We're just like, this is how it works. This is how it's done. That's it. 
It's going to it's going to change. Oh, you say that. If Cody has a kid, it it'll have to change unless you're doing all yeah, the Yeah, but editing. so will my pay. Unless you <laughs> unless you're doing all the editing, right? Like th there comes a point where it's just not feasible for you to be up to Oh yeah. Like the wee hours of the night. Like you're young. How old are you? I'm twenty I'm gonna turn twenty eight in June. Yeah, like you're still young, you're not married, you don't have kids, no. so you're able to first of all, you have the energy to stay up yeah. late. Whereas <laughs> anybody who has kids is like, What the fuck? nobody's yeah. staying up past nine or ten PM, right? But you don't find it like you're staying up late. But if you had kids or if you had a wife that was maybe like, dude, mm -hmm. what about me? Yeah, that's, right. That's so different. then there's then there's other yeah. aspects that are gonna maybe change the way your, yeah. your days are structured but for yeah. now like yeah grind away and do your thing yeah. right yeah i tried a i tried a little bit of a long distance relationship and uh it was when like last year when real estate was nuts and cody and i got crazy busy and you know, there'd be times where like i can't text you for like eight hours because i'm driving and I, I just need sometimes when you're doing three houses a day your drive like even though there's apple CarPlay, whatever. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I need to sit in my car for twenty minutes in peace before I'm in this house for two hours. And I'm like twenty minutes in peace in this house for two hours. And then I get home and I'm like, I have to upload everything to my computer. I have to start editing. It's five p.m. I know I'm in for a long night. Right. And then like all of a sudden it's eight p.m. and I'm like, oh hey. And they're like, I haven't talked to you in like twelve hours. I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, I it's work, been a long day. I work long days sometimes. <laughs> I think it's right? been a long day. And uh, some people are fine with that. And there's there's people who I've told, even my friends, I'm like, unless you're family, if I see your name on my phone, I'm not answering. Like, I just don't have time. Because even if I spend five minutes texting one person, that's too much time. I need to, I need to move quick. Yeah, I think the older we get to, there's like, there's a priority sequence for everything. Yeah, it's like, okay, 100%. like, what are my values yeah. what's important to me okay if it's family great yeah if it's work great if it's friends and you have i don't know more than a handful yeah first of all you're going to lose a lot of them yes 100%. because you're not going to have that hey let's go out for a drink let's yeah. go for dinner whatever it might yeah. be all the time because you're just going to be trying to survive trying to make yeah. money trying to build your own business yep. and if you're not self-employed and you're listening this probably sounds kind of stupid, but like this is really how how things operate when you're self employed. Yeah, hundred percent. You can build your own schedule. You can give and take, like in certain areas. Yeah. But if somebody is to approach you and say, "Hey, at 10 p.m., Mike, hey, I want to like, can you come meet me tomorrow? Like, I'm thinking I really need to get my house on the market yeah. out of the blue. If I had a family engagement or like the day was booked for family." I think most people are still going to try and do this appointment because we are self-employed. Yep. We don't necessarily know where the next source of income is coming from. Thousand percent. When it's coming, is it coming tomorrow or is it yep. coming in two months from now? Yep. So there's there's a lot to consider. Like being self-employed is amazing. Yeah. There's so many really really good aspects of it. One, obviously, your ceiling is endless. The more you work, the more you can make. Yep. The more you can also run yourself dry and you can really yeah, beat, your, yourself, beat yourself up mentally and burn out right so you have to understand what you're getting into and you almost need to have a plan before you start yep so that way like if you started photography and it was like hey we don't work past 8 p.m mm -hmm. you'll get your stuff in whatever yeah then this would just be the structure that people yeah, deal exactly. with 100 percent. but once you set a precedent of you're gonna have your stuff in 24 hours yeah 
or you'll have it 9 a.m. next morning. Then if you tell somebody yeah. anything different, they're going to be like, wait, weren't you doing this before? And yeah. they're going to feel like they're getting gypped. 100%. 100%. And you're mostly dealing with other self-employed people. Yep. Which is which makes it more yeah. difficult. Yeah, it's like uh, I did a couple of like free photography workshops the past couple of weeks. And uh, this like, like a lot of them, like a couple of them said it, but like the one that really stood out to me was this girl, KT Mary. Uh, her whole thing was like, like she had like a great like three day presentation, but like one thing she said was like, you know, if you're not driving your business, who is? And I'm like, yeah, like you're the forefront of everything. Like if you're not driving your business, literally like who is? Like no one, it's literally you. So you have to dedicate a lot of time and effort into it. And again, still something that I, I'm working with. Still something I'm trying to cope with. Yeah, like, so eight years in now, yeah. I'll say 90% of my business is repeat referral. Right. Which people are like, that's amazing. You get all that repeat referral. Yes, but the problem is that is the business that's the most unpredictable. Because you don't know when you're going to get a call from somebody that yep. you already know. Whereas... If you have part of your day where you're prospecting and looking for mm -hmm. new clients, that can keep your business going right. in the times where the referrals are so scattered yes. and you don't know what's coming next, yep. right? So you almost have to always be, and it's the most difficult part, is to like prospect for new clients all the time yep. because you're like, well, we've got lots of clients. What if they all call at once? Mm -hmm. What if they don't? Yep. Right. So like yep. I had a real estate coach and it was the same thing. It's like, Mike, did you make your calls today to your clients? And I'm like, nah, like I don't really want to call people and bug yeah. them. I'm like, why not? First of all, they're your clients. So you're not bugging them per yep. se. They know you. 100%. It's not like you're cold calling somebody. No. Right. But those are the important people. Those are your first yep. like line of defense. So keep the people 100. that work for you happy thousand percent, or that provide you clients or whatever. So like if you have an agent who always does business with you and yep. they do a lot yeah they need to shoot tomorrow and you guys are booked like you guys might try to rejig your day oh yeah to make it work for them knowing that this relationship is super valuable yeah. but at the same time you still have to keep trying like fighting for new business essentially yeah 100 percent. that's something that we have been doing like in these little bit of like a slower real estate period that we're in like i'm i open up realtor.ca and i search for like an hour and i'll find all like cell phone pictures and I'll just call every single one and I'll be like, Hey, like, it's always so interesting though. You call them and it's like, Hey, like, are you interested in like any current or future listings? Like, do you want any professional photography done? And they go, Oh, I don't have anything at the moment, but like I'm staring at a house that was taken with iPhone pictures. So it's always interesting when I hear that response, like, Oh, I don't have anything now. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I think you do, but okay. <laughs> in cases like that, some of those people maybe just, aren't your clientele or, yeah. or you've got to come at it from a different angle it's like hey okay great this guy's taken or mm -hmm. this lady's taking pictures with their cell phone they're clearly in the mirror yeah. the house is not selling yeah then you then you have to like rack your mind okay if i was them mm -hmm. what would what would i need to hear yeah that's true. right to make yeah. the change from shitty pictures to professional pictures mm -hmm. right so then you almost have to think, okay, great. They've done shitty pictures. They know they've done shitty pictures. Yeah. There's no way any yeah, of these people who put these <laughs> they up know there what they're doing. think these are good. <laughs> if they do, I mean, there are some lost causes. But <laughs> if it gets to that point, then you say in your head, okay, great. What would I want to hear? 
All right, they've got bad pictures. What if I came out to your listing for yeah. you and took a couple pictures to show you what your it future listings could look like? Yeah. If you're not busy and you just do two pictures, yeah. do the kitchen, do the like whatever the renovation yeah. is, so they can see the difference. Right. Do it for free. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, yeah. free to take two pictures. Yeah. Your your time. If you focus on a local agent, it's yeah, okay. exactly. That's the whole right. Thing. And I think that might like you're not going to get money then, but maybe then they're like that person like was mm -hmm. way better. Right. Than my cell phone with me in the mirror. Right. Right. And maybe do the bathroom picture to show yeah, them. Like, hey, hey, you hey. notice I'm not in the mirror here, <laughs> right? Like, and then send it back to them. Yeah. As a before and after. To right. really like get get it in their head that theirs wasn't good enough, right? Because to do pictures is not that expensive. It's really not, especially like I, just if it's pictures. Yeah, like yeah. There's stuff I get if you don't have cash, you don't have cash. Yeah, but. like if yeah, like just just pictures is like totally reasonable. But I feel like that should be like I don't know. I feel like that's like a bare minimum, but it's a good. It's a thing that like again you just mentioned. Like that's a really good sales technique. Yeah, you you have good. to like give 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 before yeah. you can expect somebody because through the millions of not millions but through all the books that i read that are so much sales and business focused it's really like okay you want to provide value to somebody before you ask yeah for something in return right so you're calling somebody and you're asking for business mm -hmm. that's the way they see it right. just like when you go in the store and somebody's like can i help you today and before their sentence is finished you say no i'm fine no, thank I'm good. you I'm good. but if they approached you and said a question whatever right. it might be let's say so i was approached the other day in canadian tire okay and the guy says sir do you have a moment and i say are you going to try and sell me a credit card <laughs> and he said yes i said i'm good i've got enough credit cards but if he approached me and said how would you like to save 50 dollars today the answer yeah. is not a yes or a no right. the conversation extends if you give him a yes or a no mm -hmm. they can just cut it they can cut the conversation right. there. Right. You need to like break that initial barrier because we have our instinctive answer. Right. Can I help you find anything today? No. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's done. The conversation's done. Yeah. Would you like to save money today, sir? Yeah. Pretend we're in the store, right? I would, yeah. Great. You can <laughs> sign up for this free credit card. You can use the $25 gift card today. Mm. If you don't want to use the gift card, if you don't want to use the credit card, yeah. Just cancel it. Yeah. There was no opportunity for you to say no. True. They might still say no. Right. But if they say, if you say, hey, would you like to save $50 today? Absolutely. But what if they say no? Then what do yeah. you say to them? You say, why wouldn't you want to save $50? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like, right. That's weird. Exactly. Yeah. So you extend the conversation. It just, it doesn't end. Because nobody is going to say no to free or nobody's right. going to say no to like a value question. Right, so it's almost like you have to deconstruct mm -hmm. from what you want the answer to be. Yeah, pull it back, pull back the curtain. Where do we need to start? Where do we need to finish? And then like re reassess the right. whole situation. Right. I don't know what books you read this time, but I got to read them. <laughs> I can't even. I think that's like bits and pieces from certain things that I've learned, and yeah. I've taken lots of sales courses in the past yeah. too. But it is like it's just breaking the client barrier. Right. Because you approach me in a store, I don't know you. You don't know me. Mm -hmm. There's no relatable option for us to start talking about right so it's easy for me to say no 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 right? True. so if you can just push that question to a 
just a no something that's not a no answer. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. Or I like that. Hey sir, most people are loving the fact that they can save fifty dollars today. Would you want to join those people and save fifty yeah. bucks today? No. Like that's not going to be your answer, yeah. right? So deconstruct it. I we think that's something that if if anybody listening is in sales or they're trying to get more clients or they're doing cold calling, like if Rogers calls you or if the duck cleaning calls you, yeah. like you're just saying no. You're hanging up the phone. But if they asked you the proper questions, and there are proper questions, mm-hmm. right, right, definitely. Like, are you happy with your internet service, sir? Most people are like no. Yeah. Right. Great. This is what I can provide you. Like you want to get to where your goal is. And Roger's goal would be, yes, you're not, or no, you're not happy. Yeah. Right? right. So they just have to tailor the question towards that. So interesting. sales is like, yeah, it's so far from photography, oh, but, but, it's, it's but it's not. Exactly. It's all related. Because you need the client, right? So you kind of have to like grow your business from the inside out based on like what you want it to be very much right. just like asking those questions. Yeah. But it makes it difficult. Right? It because it is being your own boss. Yes. And if you don't learn these things, I almost went back to the guy that was trying to get me a credit card the other day, but he was talking <laughs> to somebody else. I wanted to be like, hey, like, try this. Oh, okay. Just to right. give him a tip. Yeah. Because like, I appreciate, I, I appreciate people in sales. Right. Yeah, know, if somebody yeah, comes sure. to knocks on my door, asks me if I want something, the first thing I say is, I love the fact that you're knocking on doors. Most people yeah. are like, get the fuck yeah, out of here, right? <laughs> but like, I understand how scary it is every time you knock on a door yeah. because i've done it and people have told me to fuck off yeah. people have told me whatever so i get the challenges coming in 100%. the approach is not always perfect right it's never perfect if we're being yeah. honest right yeah. but nothing you else. kind of tailor your structure and see what works for you long term so mm-hmm. other than running and your stretch stretching is there anything else that's really helping you mindset to like push yourself to that next level and kind of get yourself in the clear when you're stuck honestly when i'm stuck like good thing you said it um there's actually like two youtubers who i follow and they're both photographers live in australia like they're they're best friends like they they host a podcast together they make videos together whatever they honestly like each of them have like a saying so like one of them so like i don't know if they originated these sayings but they just speak it like, one of them that I literally, like, I refer back to, like, almost daily, it's actually, like, it's literally, like, the wallpaper, like, to my phone, like, as I speak. It says, one day, or day one, you you, you decide. And I'm, like, I just, like, I hear that once, like, a day, and I'm, like, yeah, like, am I going to keep saying one day, which I said for, like, a year before I started being consistent with content? And it's, like, are you just going to start? Because it doesn't matter what you're doing you have to start like you're never going to be prepared i literally made a reel about this today like you're never going to be prepared you're mm-hmm. never like you you can keep thinking that you're going to be so perfect when you start and then you're going to start and you're still going to be bad because you just don't know what you're doing and even with content making i still don't know what i'm doing but from january to now i've definitely gotten better right and it's pro- and way more comfortable progress over perfection 100 i think a lot of people get stuck at perfection yes because they'll make a video and then they're like Okay, now I got to remake it because this part wasn't good. Yeah. But if you just put the video out, nobody's going to see it anyways. Yep. Let's be honest. Yep. Then you make another one yep. and it's a little better. And then you make another one, it's a little better. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh great, now I'm going to add this into my videos yep. or now I've learned an editing technique." So it is just kind of 100%. just doing it. Yeah, it's trial and error. That's and the, I feel like that's the best way to learn. There there's so many like content creators out there like I do you follow Hermosi, Alex Hermosi at all? No. Like he's like 
big business guy, but okay. he they make a lot of content and he's like does a million podcasts and his his kind of I guess pitch a lot of the time is it's not quantity over quality. Right. It's quantity and like, quality. Yeah. So you're just putting out stuff as much as you can to the best of your ability. Yeah. Eventually there'll come a point where your quality is really good. Yeah. Then you can scale back your quantity, make better quality ones. Right. Once you have built up the following, but until yes. you've made those hundred videos or those fifty videos, yeah. Until you start seeing that traction, yeah. You just gotta pump it out. Just pump out the content. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's just like, even like, like I didn't know how to use a camera, and then all of a sudden I get paid to take picture, paid paid to take pictures of people's houses. Like, like, but I grinded for hours and hours, hours, and like now I'm comfortable with it. So it, it's just. It all relates back to that. Like, you know, a trial and error is a huge thing. And that saying, literally one day or day one, like just getting started, it's huge. And that's such a good, that's a good mindset that it's, that's worked for me in having that one. Uh, another one that I like, another saying is don't think, just do. Like, I feel like even I still get, I still catch myself doing it. Like, I'm just thinking and I'm thinking and I'm thinking. And then all of a sudden it's been like an hour and I'm like, I've been sitting here just thinking. Like, I haven't done anything. I've just thought. And it's like, just start. Just do it. it. It's hard to get the rabbit wheel turning or it the is. hamster wheel turning it for is. a lot of people. And I think really the thing that holds people up is like literally fear, fear of judgment. That's mm. all it is. And then <laughs> the fear of judgment. But like you said, no one's watching. And if someone is not interested, most of the time they're just going to scroll by and not care. My wife doesn't watch anything I put, I put out there. <laughs> I'm like, did you watch that reel today? She was like, no. No. <laughs> You're like, okay. I'm like, cool. But like, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. 100%. She doesn't necessarily care about my real estate yeah. content. Is she my wife, she it? supports me 100%. Yeah. But like, she doesn't need to sit there and listen to something that's not relatable for her. Yeah. And people are going to do that no matter what. For sure. And if they like your content, they still might not even like it. Yeah. They might not double tap for like your gratification. Yes. They still might say, wow, that was good and swipe. And yeah. why. Because like our brains are programmed so differently. Yeah. And I've started to have to like almost unwind what goes on in my brain because mm-hmm. I'm creating content. Yep. So I start thinking of it from a different perspective where, okay, this person put lots of time into it. Yeah. They might not be super happy with it, but what does it give them if I comment great video? Right. What does it give them if I like the post? It takes me two seconds yeah but the gratification that they'll get and it will continue to make content because somebody commented something that was nice or like, I think we need to just stop swiping so fast and Mm -hmm. like maybe consume 50% less, but engage, engage with other people. hundred percent. Even what you just said there, like I've like, I don't know, like like 70 reels I've posted this year or whatever it is, 60, like, I've had, like, one comment that, like, wasn't a friend or something. Right. And, like, this one comment was, like, oh, hey, like, yeah, like, have, have you tried out this before? Like, I think, like, when you add, like, this part of the tone curve and it's really cool. And I'm, like, oh, like, this guy watched my video. He was engaged. And then he left, like, an engaging comment. Like, he wanted to continue a conversation. And I was, like, that felt kind of good. Like, it right. just felt like I provided value again, that whole thing. Isn't that why you're making the content? Yeah. It's like, for it's just, those. Like, yeah, you're, you're hoping, nice. you hope your nice. friends and family support you. But honestly, they probably won't. I don't have, I'm, like, Cody, yes, he's my friend. Right. But I met him as a business partner first. Right. Out of the handful of friends that I have and, like, have had growing up, 
I'm good friends with one photographer. That's it. Like that's no, the only other person who will understand what you're talking. About. Correct. Right. Like and when we get together, like we'll go out like for fun. Like we'll do like street photography and just like we'll clear our heads. We'll go out for like two hours or something and just take photos of. I got my one of my best photos. One of my favorite photos I've ever taken was of a gas station at like ten o'clock at night. I just love that photo. Honestly, that's kind of one of the things that I've like. I think about it a lot recently because I'm making more and more content. Mm-hmm. I wish I could feed off of somebody yeah. else. Yeah, hundred like, percent. If I had it's another so, realtor so who could, hey, dude, snap some lifestyle shots and you walking down the street. Yeah. Like, let's help each other make a real or whatever it yeah. is. I think that can go a long way to like propel you and maybe lift somebody else up. Hundred percent. But at the same time, there's still so many people who don't want to be doing this. Yeah. Like this is just too much for them. They don't want to be in the public eye. Mm-hmm. But I think if you own a business, I don't think you have a choice. Correct. If you 100%. want, if you want your business to be successful, yep. and if you are like the face. Yep. If you're 100%. not the face, and you think maybe your your product can speak for itself, that's cool too. But I think ultimately, if I'm attracting, like for my business specifically, if I'm attracting people who relate to my content, who like what I'm doing and they've got kids or they can just relate to it, mm-hmm. if I'm selling their house or if I'm helping them find a house or whatever the case may be, we're going to have a way more fun time. Yeah, 100%. Like we're going to be talking trash about how our kid did something today <laughs> or they'll say something and I understand yeah. about the situation whereas... Like prior to having kids, like if you said something about like a nap time, I'd be yeah. like, like, why is there yeah, nap you, times? Like you just yeah, don't you can't get, relate. you don't get things until you get them. Yeah. Right. So I think it is just finding your, your tribe or your mm. group of people that you can really yeah. relate to and resonate with. Mm-hmm. And then from there you can just propel yourself yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I feel like it's huge to surround yourself. Like, like I, again, like I don't have that many friends who are like our photographers or something like that, but I would love to find them. Like if I could, if I could have like a group of like three or four people, and we can all just like bounce ideas off each other, like that, I would love that. That would be fantastic for me. I just think it'd be huge. Yeah, there's it'd be healthy. I obviously don't know much about the photography like landscape. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot more of it now in the real estate game where there's masterminds and there's group mm-hmm. calls where like agents are discussing. Okay, my market is challenging. Yeah. What are you doing for social? Like certain things. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of value to be had out there and. Sometimes you just have to like create that group, but you yeah. have to find those people that Correct. are Correct. And sometimes like and I've you. I've heard it be said before, like and I I don't know, I, I hope I don't fall into this, but I've heard like other content creators say it that like when they speak to content creators who are outside of like being behind a camera, they're like they don't know how to talk. Like they don't want to be social, they don't want to do that. They're just they're comfortable behind the camera, I've but heard, like off camera well. Like, it's like they've forgotten how to like, speak to people. Right. And it's like, that's not healthy either. There's like, a, there's a lost fine it. line. And I think, like, the the best, and it's tough, depending on the industry. Like, mm. maybe you front-facing is not always the best yes. way. Like, if you're making unboxings or if you're a gaming yeah. channel. Like, people don't need to see your face. Right. But you should probably still incorporate it so it feels like you're talking yes. to other people. Yeah. And, like, if I'm just backtracking for a sec, making content, like, mm-hmm. if you are scared to make content right now, make a freaking video right now, put it on your Instagram story, good, bad, ugly, it is gone in 24 hours. Yep. 100%. That's it. If it sucked, it's gone in 24 hours. Yep. At least it's out there. 
that'll kind of alleviate some stress on your shoulders, yeah. I think, if you're hesitant to make content. Obviously, that's neither of us at this point, but there's so many people who are mm -hmm. like, I made 20 stories of the same thing, and then you still don't post it because yeah. you're worried about the judgment, yeah. where like... I'm at the point where if I'm making a video and I made one the other day, oh, well, I guess the camera's not going to turn around. So, yeah. like, you just you just <laughs> audible. You just do what you got to do because, like, it's just a video. And that just yeah. shows, like, some of your personality. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that's huge. And, like, I don't know. Even I don't want to work with a robot, do you? Yeah, Like, no, most people 100%, don't. 100%. No. Right? And I, I feel like even, like, sometimes, like, when I'm making, like, Instagram videos for, like, clients and stuff and... I'm like, yeah, like, show personality. Like, I don't know, like, show a joke. Like, you, like, that one where you, with the pool table, like, yeah. immediately when you are done, I was like, oh, my God, you have to keep that one where you sound like Alvin and the Chipmunk. Yeah. And then you posted it, and it was funny. It's just, right. like, it's a good thing to be personable with that, too. Like, people can just relate to that. I think, like, that's, I think the number one thing is yeah. if you're going to own a business, if you're going to decide to be self-employed, you need to understand, first off, you are self-employed. Yes. You work for yourself, you find your clients, you run your business. If it's a bad year, you're at fault. If it's a great year, you're, you're also at fault, at fault right? Yeah. So you're the one who runs the ship. You might have other people who work for you to help you steer mm -hmm. the ship, but ultimately everything lands on your shoulders, yep. right? So you have to kind of, some people do it quarterly, some people do it at the beginning of each year. You just, you make your plan for the year. Yep. What do I need to do to get to that to that point? Correct. If you do it quarterly, it's way easier because yeah. after two months you can give up on your year goal. But yeah. after two months, you're only one month away from your quarter goal. Correct. Right. So it's easier to kind of take those stepping stones instead of doing it all in one chunk. But like, know what your year looks like. Know what your week and your month looks yep. like, and you'll have just a way more productive business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm still not there. You guys yeah, are probably still not there. Yeah. But if you can kind of just move in that direction piece yeah. by piece, you'll end up just so much happier too. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't want to wake up and be like, all right, well, like, what's the plan today? Yeah. I'd much rather know even a couple of days. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be a month or a week. Mm -hmm. If it is, that's great. That's fantastic. But like, your stuff is always moving. Like, we're in a business where it can be last minute. Yeah. So we can only control so much. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, even like, even just quickly, like, circling back to the whole content thing, like, people have so much going on in their lives. If they if they see a video and they go, oh, that was bad, that's, that's gone from their mind in, like, less than a second. Yeah. Like, like, even, like, I've seen videos on, like, street photographers, and it's always funny. They're, like, they'll, like, take a picture, and someone, like, walks by them, gives them, like, a look. They're, like, what's that guy doing? Oh. Then, like, it's gone. It doesn't matter. The it's best part the is, like, if it is a video that you're making... Mm -hmm. They're not even watching the full thing. If they don't no. like it, they're gone. Yeah, like literally, some I've made videos that are fifty seconds long. My average watch time is two seconds. Like they're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't gauge their attention. Okay, gone. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't even think twice about it anymore. No, and you, you'll learn. Like if you're getting into the yeah. content game, you'll learn. Okay, I've made a hundred videos. You need to go. You can't just keep making videos though. You Correct. need to go back, look at what you made. Yep. Look at what was engaged with. Look at what was popular. Mm -hmm. And then make more of those. Yeah. Right? If I go back and like look at my popular YouTube videos, it's like, okay, I'm surprised that this one was like the watch time was crazy mm -hmm. or the views are crazy. And then you have to say, okay, like, what was it? Yeah. Why was it just a topic? Was yeah. it a one off? Or is there some consistency that can yeah. be had here? And then you make videos that are similar, similar yeah. title, similar topic, mm -hmm. and then you can derive whatever your answer is. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent it made more sense to just yeah. go that avenue, or it was just a one off, and then you just 
Yep. Try some other things, 100%. right? Yeah, the hardest, I think the hardest thing to do is start. Like, there's, there's so much buildup to it, but it's like, I don't know, even like, you think back to when you were doing like school presentations, I loved going first. I got it out of the way, it was done. So like, I don't know, I had that same mindset where I have, it's like, the hardest thing to do is start. And it's once you start, it's fine. Like, the hardest thing, I wake up at what, like 6.30 some days and I'm like, oh my god, do I want to watch like a yoga video today? But like the second that video starts, then you're I'm done. into you're it. Good. Yeah, I'm right. into it. It can be half an hour. Like I just, I'm into it. The hardest thing is like again getting out of bed. It's like, oh my god, bed's so warm. I don't want to wake up. And then it's like the video starts. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm fine. Like, this is not most people's personality. Right. It is not to put yourself in front of a yeah. camera, put yourself on audio yeah. with the fear of like, who's going to hear that? What am I going to say? Maybe they edit. They don't edit certain things mm -hmm. out, but like just to give you perspective, I do not like to talk in front of people. I would, I was always the kid who did a speech in school and like shook, and like I was always shaking and you, I couldn't do my speech. Yeah, I, I would, like, ne I would never look up for my cue cards. I was sweating. My <laughs> speech would be three pages, and I would maybe read one because I was shaking and flipping it so fast. So I was like, this is not. Yeah what I was, but you can get anywhere. 100%. And yeah. sometimes just not realizing you're just talking and there's a camera around, yeah. it can get you past some of your hurdles. 100%. Hosting that yeah. is another phase, Correct. obviously. Correct. And then making videos, putting them out there, like mm -hmm. you just have to do it. Yeah. And I think I, that's, there's not, there's no way around it. Yeah. And if like, again, even what you just said, like, if content creation like isn't for you, you can take this into other avenues of your life of like just starting something. Like if it's something that you've put on the back burner, I don't know, working out, you put on the back burner for a while, you said like, oh, it's my New Year's resolution, and then we're at the end of March and you still haven't done it. Just try it. Just try it. Just start it. Like just try it. The guy that I mentioned, Alex Hermosi, his book is somewhere here. Mm -hmm. But I listened to a podcast the other day, and he was talking to a gentleman who was. I don't know, we'll call it severely overweight, I guess he was okay. like over 350 pounds. He's yeah, pretty, pretty big, big. pretty big guy. And the guy had tried dieting several times. And he's been in like into fitness for mm -hmm. years, this guy. So he said, okay, like, why did you stop your diet? Oh, you know, I felt like I was hungry throughout the day, whatever it was, right? So then he stopped. Okay, well, do you want to lose weight? Yes. Okay, what's stopping you from starting your diet today? Nothing. Yeah. Okay, well, what's stopping you from doing your diet tomorrow? Nothing. Yeah. But there is. There's got to be something. Otherwise, you would do it. Right? So they had the back and forth conversation. And what they came to was he, the gentleman who was trying to lose weight, kept going back to the fact that, oh, well, like, I would feel hungry if I'm losing weight. Hmm. And yes, you're going to feel hungry yeah. if you're losing weight, obviously. Like, that's just the way your body is yeah. built. But why was the guy eating so much? He says he felt bored. He was not hungry. Yeah. Right? So he's filling his gaps in his day with food instead of something else, yeah. which is how he continued to gain more weight and to yeah. stay where he was. Right? It's like, all you have to do is reduce your in. Yeah. Your intake. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Even if it's a little bit. You can take a slow slow train yeah. where you want to go. You don't got to go cut your food in half mm -hmm. and then crash diet or something, yeah. right? So it is really just like finding the route. So like if you want to make video right now, why haven't you? Right. Yeah. And it's not you don't have 
a camera. You don't have a microphone. You have a phone because yeah, you're watching or listening to this. It has a camera. Every phone has a camera. Yeah. Unless you're a drug dealer, your phone has a camera <laughs> right now. You can turn it around. You can talk for 30 seconds. You can talk for three hours. Yep. You can hit record. It can be on your phone. Yep. Watch it back if you want to. Put it out into the universe. Mm -hmm. It's gone in like 24 hours. 100%. There's so much stuff yeah. out there. Yeah. Right? So I think if there's anything you take away from this, it's running a business is something in itself that is, you know, a process. You got to take it step by step to get where you're going. If you think running a business is anything like working a nine to five and you're going to do it, just do your research ahead of time because 100%. there's a lot of hurdles that you're going to have to get through. A lot of which is you got to spend money before you can make money. Yep. You've got to maybe work for free to build up clientele. You've got to take different avenues to get to your end goal. And you also need to be very careful with your cash because if you're not making a lot, yep. but you're spending a lot of money, there's going to yep. be, there's going to be that point where, okay, I've made money and I ran out of it. So you have to be very diligent with what you're spending your time and your money on. Correct. Right. Correct. But if you don't have money, your time is your other currency. Yep. So you can do stuff with your time. Right. hundred percent. What do you want to leave the people with? Um, as we're like an hour and 50 deep here, what do you got? Wow. Holy crap. What do you got for them? Um, I think something that's really worked out for me. I know we didn't get to, to touch about it, but Mike was, uh, when we were talking about topics, he wanted to talk about it, but if you're ever stuck and like, you're just doing something and you're stuck and you just like, can't think anymore, take a breather, like just walk away for a little bit. Like literally go on a white, go on a walk in nature and just, or even just walk around the block, like or just take your mind off it, pick up a guitar or like just take your mind off of what you're doing, relax and let those juices come back. Even like when I'm stuck on, like if I'm trying to think of like content ideas or something and I've sat there for like an hour and like I've written one sentence, I'm like, okay, I need to stop. So I'll leave my house, go for a walk. I'll come back and I just feel like refreshed. Like I feel like when I'm not in that flow state and I need to take a break, it's like, yeah, okay, I'll take a break. Uh, I feel like that's a, that's a huge thing for me. Um, just having, I think it's very important to stay, uh, not stay. It's important to have hobbies outside of just being your self-employed self and uh, just focusing on that solely. I feel like you kind of lose yourself when you do that. You will because then you yeah. blur the line of work and yes, whatever yeah, fun, fun we'll call it because like you'll be like I'm doing, which is what we shouldn't be doing is. Yeah watching TV at night with your spouse or by yourself or with your friends mm -hmm. and you're still doing some work on the couch. Yeah. If you can kind of put this into a calendar, put it into a structure. I know for some of us, it's just not realistic yeah. Yeah. and you know, everybody has their own things that they've got to work through with their yeah, schedules. Correct. But if you can put it into a calendar and just break your week down by mm -hmm. what needs to get done, yeah. break it down for the week, then break it down for the day. Then you're less likely to, be like me and just work on whatever mm -hmm. at nighttime because you can. Yeah. Right? You just because you can doesn't mm -hmm. mean you should. Yeah. And your content ideas are coming to you when you're away from your desk and yeah. from your table. Mine very inconveniently come to me while I'm driving. Because I do a lot of oh, driving. Yeah. And while I'm driving, something will come to me and I'm like Hey, Siri, yeah. make note. Make and note. then, like, the note usually sucks because Siri sucks. <laughs> but 
at least hopefully it m reminds me of what yeah. I wanted to make a topic right. about. It's the content's going to come to you and you're least expecting it. Yeah. But you're also going to forget. Yeah. Oh, it comes to you and it's gone. 100%. So have a notebook with you, you know, just yeah. put it on your phone, have a content tab yeah. that you can just kind of throw your ideas in there mm -hmm. because like some of those ideas are fantastic yeah. and you'll never make the video because you can't remember hundred percent i'm like oh what was i thinking about earlier today yeah. you can't remember maybe i'll think about it and then it's months later and you're like i remember now yeah but it would have been nice to have you know <laughs> two months ago <laughs> two months ago right because maybe it's not even relative yeah anymore. exactly so find whatever it is that attributes to your your creative or your flow state mm -hmm. like we spent a lot of time before we had kids going on hikes, yep. you know, just being out in nature and winter. I understand it's not as easy or as enjoyable, but if you're into hiking and nature mm -hmm. and things like that, for me, music is another thing. If yep. I listen to like, I am so old school. I still listen <laughs> to the same stuff I did when I was a kid, like oh, yeah. the exact same music. And a lot of time, if I'm just sitting there listening to that, it'll trigger my brain because I'm not listening to the music. No, it's just, it's, it's just, just there. I know all the words, I know the beat, but it kind of gets my mind yeah. in a different spot to maybe be more creative than I would be just sitting at the desk trying to be creative. Right. I think we need to not try, but just free the mind. Yeah. A hundred percent. So if you free your mind, like you can really yeah. do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. But we don't allow ourselves to free our minds. No, not at all. We get we get trapped in there, and it's a it's a scary place to be sometimes. But I don't know. You just have to. I don't know. Sometimes you just have to try to fight it. And if there's ever something that you think that you want to do, just do it. Just try it. Like even if you try it once and you don't enjoy it, at least you can say you tried it. And that's a difficult thing for a lot of people, right? It's like trying something new mm -hmm. because they don't know what to expect from yeah, the process. Yeah, hundred percent. It's scary. And if you Try it once or twice, you still might not have the full yep. feel for something, right? So give yourself a fair, give it a fair shot, whatever it is you want to do. If you want to make, I'll use me because I can be an example for whatever, but we'll say I want to make YouTube videos. Yep. I've given myself one year to make 300 or whatever yep. YouTube videos over the course or 100, whatever it is. And after my year, then I can say, is this worth my time anymore? Right. Do I enjoy it? First off, because if you don't enjoy it, then there's no point in doing it. Yeah. Oh, and did I see growth? Did I learn? Like, what did what kind of value did I get? Right. And at the end of the year, if I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Great, but yeah. I gave it a shot. But you tried it. But a, a real shot. Yeah. And that's I think true. that's really what it comes down to. Is like, yes, you might have nobody viewing your video. Yes, one video might do really good. One might yeah. get two views, and then you're like, "Am I wasting my time?" Yeah. You have to like not worry about the analytic, not worry about if people no. are paying attention. Like this podcast, like it gets thirty to forty listens per that's, episode, which is whatever. That's, fan that's fantastic. But I get to sit here and have a conversation with you, yeah. where we're usually talking while you're working. Yep. Yeah. So it's not the same kind of one-on-one -on -one yeah, and, and growth. It's a whole different thing, and great. We have two hours that we can chop up <laughs> yeah. and make more content. 100%. 100%. Right? So by doing this, it offers us a lot more flexibility for ourselves. Yeah. But it's just 
it's just something different. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, I've had a I've had a great time. My first ever podcast. Yeah. So uh, been, yeah, no, it's been great, man. I appreciate it's, you. It's uh, been a blast. I try I try to do more of them, but you know, life is hey, man. Life, life life happens, man. Life is busy, but at the same time, like. I'm letting myself down more than anybody else if I don't do them. Yeah. Right? Because nobody is waiting, saying, when is Mike's next podcast? Not yet. Realistically. I don't know. You might, though. Maybe. If you have have 40 continuous listeners, who knows? Maybe. (laughs) Right? But the reality is, it's way worse to let yourself down than it is to let, like, eh, if I let you down, it's like, I feel bad, but it'd be gone pretty fast. (laughs) But if I let myself down, it'll eat away at you. It'll yeah. eat away at you, especially if you make the commitment. Yes. Like my commitment is 12 podcasts this year. If That's I finish, fantastic, if man. I finish at 11, like I'll be pissed. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But I won't because I made a commitment. If I have to make six podcasts yeah. in the last month because I fucked off for the other, <laughs> you know, 50 weeks. Yeah. Whose fault is that? It's yours, man. Just mine. Right. So hold yourself accountable. Honestly, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Do what makes you happy. Exactly. You don't have to follow in the footsteps of everybody else. And it is hard as hell oh, yeah. to not compare what you do to what the next photographer does or what I do to the next realtor That's does. It. You Like some advice that I got recently, I said we were going to finish like <laughs> 10 minutes ago, but some advice that I got recently was if you follow people on Instagram or socials yeah. that are not giving you value or if they're taking away from your your time where you can be learning mm-hmm. you should just unfollow them 100 percent, right and i've recently gone through and i've chopped off like i don't know four or five hundred people that i used to follow wow but it took forever but at the same time now yeah. i've freed up space for more things yeah. that i'm maybe interested or more people that weren't being shown to me right because i was seeing like 500 realtor stuff yeah but i don't really care about the new listing your realtor has because i'm right. going to see that regardless on my business side yeah. i don't need to have it on my social media as well right so for me it's it's been one of those things it's like unfollow a lot of realtors unless yeah. they're somebody that i'm connected with yeah. but the guy in nova scotia who you know i talked to one time or just somehow he's on my page and i followed him back like that's not value mm-hmm. to me right so don't waste your valuable time here because it's it's pretty damn limited. Yep. Very, very right? limited. It, all it takes is something to really like change your life and change yeah. everybody around you, right? So yeah. don't waste your time on other people that aren't a part of your circle. Yeah. My friend group is very small because of that. Exactly. Like everything you said, I have a very small, tight-knit group. I don't have like... I got two friends, I think. Yeah, dude. I, I have like... Two or three who I consider like very close. I don't have those like I forget what I call them. Like out outside friends or like whatever. There's like people who I don't have like insightful conversations with. Like it's like, hey, how are you? Good, good. I don't have those conversations with people. I like to talk about like people's lives and what they're doing and just like more in-depth stuff. Yeah. It's that's more important. It's hard though, because you grow up with people and there comes a point where you have to decide like, is this friendship valuable? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's a very hard conversation. But to it's have. It's super challenging because, like, you're brought back to the memories of the past where you're currently in somewhere else. And when you've already kind of chopped down your friend group, but if Mm -hmm. people haven't, the moment you have kids and the moment you get married, you'll really find out who your 
Like I've heard that so often. Who your true homies are. I've heard that so often. Who your day often. ones are. Because a lot of mine have disappeared. That's so, that, that makes like, I, every, every time I've heard, like one of my, this girl I went to elementary school with, like she had kids and she literally told me like recently, she's like, yeah, like I had a, like I had my kid and it felt like every, like everything stopped. Like it felt like my friends went away. Like I was like, why? So this recent <laughs> quote by God knows who that I came across was something along the lines of people are only rooting for you to the point of which it's advantageous for them. Mm. right so they're only pushing for you or they're only in your corner yeah until you no longer serve them yeah that's right true. and it's it's true yeah like 100 is true once you get to a point where maybe your business has grown and then people are maybe jealous or less relatable yeah. to you you separate 100 and it's interesting we have to be okay with that yeah it, it, it can be like a divorce it can be like just all of a sudden Nobody's talking to anybody and you're, yep. you know, ghosting each other, right? Yep. But it's okay. Yep. Like, it really ate at me for years how good friends, people in my wedding party or people I grew up with, like, I just don't talk to them, don't yep. see them anymore. But then you realize, like, what's really important? Yeah. If, if that was a friendship worth saving or if that was a friendship that was going to last... Mm -hmm. It would have. It would have. Yeah. You both would have With, tried to Without the effort. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. Like, you're, like, our two or three friends who we have. I could not talk to my, my, my boy for, like, six months. Right. I'd be like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm free. Okay. And then just continue on with life. Yeah. Like, my, I guess, straw that broke the camel's back or whatever the saying goes is basically when I was the one that was like, hey, you want to hang out now? Mm-hmm. You want to hang out now and i'm giving people but, notice like i got yeah. kids i'm not calling you tonight <laughs> saying if you're free tonight i'm like are you free next week yeah. or two weeks right <laughs> so, but when i made the reach the reach the reach all the time the reach and it was always no 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 then i had that line drawn for myself and i said okay is that it like yep. do i continue to reach mm -hmm. but in my head i'm like i'm gonna ask they're going to be busy. Yep. I'm going to ask. They're going to be busy. Yep. So then there just comes a point where you're like, cool. Yeah, I've gone through that too, man. That's what it is, right? Yeah, 100%. So life changes. Life moves yeah. on. But make sure to enjoy it. You got to. <laughs> and enjoy like, life. If you're not enjoying life and if you're not quitting a job you don't like, doing what you're passionate about, learning about new things yep. that are going to like make you a better, smarter individual... Or if you want to teach and educate somebody else, like, mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. If you 100%. want to make one YouTube video, if you want to make one freaking Instagram yeah. reel, just make it. Just make it. Just, just, Nike's, yeah. Nike's got it, man. Just they, do it. Just do it. Just That's do literally it. all it is. <laughs> just freaking do it. That has been your full episode here. And we're talking full. We're just peeking over two hours. Thank you guys for listening to the Listen More podcast. If you found value, like, share with your friends. We will have the video on YouTube, uh, assuming that they will take a two-hour-plus video. <laughs> and you can listen to this if you are on Spotify. You can also listen on Apple Music, Audible, wherever else you find your podcasts. Curtis, thank you for uh, coming out and hey man, appreciate you hanging out me. with me for a couple hours here. Absolutely. And uh, kind of educating people on you know, what it takes to get into an industry, yep. but also... 
like where your head needs to be at because yeah. it is not just choosing a job and doing no. it. It's, it's just so much more. Yeah, it's a lot more. So until the next time, thank you so much. And we're out of here. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. No problem, brother. Is all our stuff still alive? <laughs> uh, well, my camera definitely shut off. I'm surprised your phone's still on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did forget to plug it in. <laughs> the microphone's still going. So